so Matt Bishop's not here today, which is like makes the show probably two percent less than what it normally is. But we have Tyson Oldroyd. And now shit's getting really weird because mathematically you shouldn't be able to go over 100%. But if the show's normally at 100% and Matt's gone and that takes away 2% and Tyson adds 12%. We're at 110. <laughs> All over it. And now we know why Daniel Chafee. Chaffee. 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 Careful, Savant. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy just said don't, <laughs> don't screw that up. Is the, is the man in France when it comes to CrossFit. He is the president of the community, the unofficial, the official. I don't even know what to call it. It's still forming. But you have this beautiful country, um, third biggest country in Europe after Russia and the Ukraine. Which is kind of weird because I don't even think of them as geographically, yeah, as Europe. I just think of them as their own special place. And uh, as does Vladimir Putin. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Icarus? Oh yeah, yeah. Crazy, right? Very crazy, very crazy. Yep, third biggest country, fifth biggest now for CrossFit, I think, I believe. In terms of numbers? In the world. Yeah. And, and, and those numbers you're talking about are number of affiliates. Number of affiliates and number of participants in the Open. And you own two of those affiliates. Uh, yeah. Well, me, well, I have some associates. Um, so, yeah. Um, it was my, my baby to begin with, but I bought some guys on board. So, we now work as a team, which is cool. Do you, do, you, do you regret that at all, bringing those guys on board? No, not at all. Come um, on. No, 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 not at all. Um, it's just between us. We, won't even, we don't even run the first part of the show. No, no, I don't. I don't regret it at all. Um, the the guys are all. Um, uh, yeah, we're just we're just in there in the in the eighty. So how many affiliates? How many affiliates? Um, is CrossFit Louvre two down in Bordeaux? So we've okay. got CrossFit Louvre in the center of Paris, and then the second box is down in uh, the southwest, down by the coast here. And how many affiliates so, in total in France? Um, Four hundred and forty something. Wow! And uh, we're affiliating two new boxes a week. Uh, so the affiliate team, I mean, we'll have to see with Kathy and numbers, but I think the affiliate team get like three or four requests a week. Um, and then they work on doing the due diligence and making sure that everything's right and the projects are right. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's, uh, it's good growth. I mean, yeah, if we, if we had 100 a year, um, then it's, it's not bad. And, and we're nowhere near plateauing yet. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good. No, you're probably 20,000 away. Uh, I don't know about 20,000, but, I mean, when you look at the U.K., the U.K. have got like an extra couple of hundred. Um, population in France is greater than in the U.K., um, so in France, well, we have a very wicked plan in, here in the United States. We're opening up McDonald's and dialysis centers at an alarming rate in <sighs> France, and that that way, uh, the collateral damage, the smart mm. ones, then go to CrossFit. So I think you can. Well, I, at our current exportation of, I know you're joking um, about it, American, right? Kind of, kind of. I don't think it's that thought out, but I'm kind of spinning a, an evil narrative around something that is actually happening all it, around the world. It right? may not be designed by plan, but that's the way it's happened, right? I mean, right. France used to be known for its food, so you'd go into France and you go to a bistro and you'd have bistro. You, know, you have the chef, uh, you know, in the in the cuisine right. doing all his, uh -huh, you know, all that kind right. of stuff. Right? I saw ratatouille. I know. Uh, yeah, ratatouille. That's right. And now, and now, um, you've got more fast food than you have uh, family-run businesses. So wow. um, that's by political design because the the cost of running your own business as an entrepreneur is really high in France. It's pretty tough. But also by um, world. An invasion, a global invasion of McDonald's, uh, you know, um, Burger King, and all these guys, right? And uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, KFC, and all these guys. And so you, you've got far more chains now that give you shit food than finding a good home meal, homemade meal that you used to find. So, um, so that's creating that's creating the need 
for CrossFit. So, uh, yeah, you were joking about it, but it is that's when, the way it's gone, right? When did that shift take place? Is it something I you've mean, seen just recently? Or? I've lived in I've lived in continental Europe because I'm a Brit, right? So this little island here that you guys oh, yeah. might oh, know, yeah. yeah. Um, so I come from London. I moved to to Paris in 2001, and um, even then you were finding you'd walk around Paris and you'd find nice little bistros, and it would be you know it it, it there wasn't a, a a sign that you would recognize globally. It'd be like a, a mum and pup shop restaurant. Um, and even since then, th those have just been disappearing bit by bit to be replaced by chains of pizzas and pastas and 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 uh he uh, said pasta Asian. by the way pasta he the meant pasta. to say pasta 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 mm -hmm. <laughs> you say tom tomato i say tomato right is that yeah um and uh when you go back to the uk when you go back to the uk do they hear your french accent i um, yeah yeah they do uh my my uh my family take the piss out of me yeah for sure and um, what year did you move to France? 2001. That's right. You said that. So mm. you've been there 17 years. Well, I moved. I went Are 2001 you a, can to you 2006. Vote there? No, no, no. Not yet. No, no, no. Because I moved from, from France to Spain, and I worked in Spain for six years as well. Um, and then I went briefly, uh, briefly worked in Italy, and then moved back to France, then up to Paris to open the box. So yeah, I've been, been cruising around this part of Do you Europe speak all of those languages? Um, French. I, I won't say perfectly because when I'm tired, I, I, I make mistakes. Um, Spanish is, yeah, I'd say fluent. My Italian, more comprehension than, than, than anything else. But yeah, those, those are languages that I can, I can get by in. I can, I can order a beer and a massage. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. A massage. He massage. meant to say massage. Mas massage. Massage. <laughs> can you pull up? Oh, well, let me ask you this. Really. What is CrossFit? At the moment? Yeah. For the French or for me? either okay uh, this is a free this is a, this isn't a test this is a discussion for the french at the moment it's a sport um so there's that misunderstanding at the moment um i suppose the the l1 coaches and the box owners will understand that it's a gpp um but for most people who go into uh, youtube or something and they they type crossfit they're looking for the sport they're looking for uh, the buff dudes that are that have no t-shirts on and the and the, the the hot chicks in in the tiniest shorts possible right and that's that's uh, the cross of the French at the moment um, so and it's an interesting question because it's one of the main um, areas of work that we have to do is to educate the French that it's actually a GPP and that it's actually the best way to avoid the retirement home and to avoid the dialysis centers and uh, yeah hospitals and clinics right so there's there's that uh, there's that gap at the moment, which comes down to a la language barrier as well, um, because most of the CrossFit content is in English, um, and with only 20% of the French people actually speaking English, you can produce the best podcasts in the world and you can produce the best videos in the world, but they'll only talk to 20% of the CrossFitters and the population. I'd rather you say so. you do produce the best podcast <laughs> in the world, <laughs> and you do. It's okay. Sorry, it's semantics. You do produce. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's uh, so that that misunderstanding comes from uh, in a major part the language barrier. What and a great problem to have. I don't even know if it's a misunderstanding because we actually just we came out of a meeting just before this, and this came up. Um, we were talking about trying to develop stories in some of the key markets that we're focused on at the moment, and I I told Dave Ray, head of our photography uh, team, that. The same exact thing you just said. I said, in my experience working with the liaisons, they're just a little bit behind. It's where we were in the United States six years ago. 
Even more, even more. Well, yeah, yeah. You guys are moving faster. You yeah. guys are definitely. We moved very slow through the sporting phase. You guys are moving very quickly through the sporting phase. But we're moving faster because you guys are, are, are trailblazing, right? So, yeah. Um, small indicators like creating CrossFit health on Instagram and on Facebook is sending a message uh, that CrossFit is not the games. Whereas for years That's you just had. interesting, actually, because yeah. even even the photos that you see on CrossFit.com today, in comparison to three years ago. You know the 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 imagery is different. Right? Yeah, Daniel, I'm a very sensitive yeah. man. I apologize for what I'm about to say um, to chastise Tyson here publicly because um, I, 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 I know I can't wait because I know you look up to him. We actually don't view it as markets; yep. it's communities. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we actually don't use that word. Tomato, it's, tomato. Right. Yeah. Right. We already, we already <laughs> right, talked about right, this. Right. Right. Yeah. We we are developing communities. Yep. It's a very important th- distinction. Like Greg always talks about the fact how we are not we are caretakers of a forest. We are, and, and that's sort of what CrossFit is. And you're that caretaker. You're sort of the, the, you're the ranger. We have Ranger Rick. You're the ranger. You're the Smokey the Bear of France for yep. CrossFit. You're not there to um, hit people with a hammer. You're there to support them and let them know that, hey, there's a drought here. You can get water over here. There's this resource over here. There's this over here. Hey, let's not kill all the bears in this section. Hey, there's camp over here. Clean your shit up over here. You're there to like yep. m- massage. Right? Wouldn't you say? Massage. 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 And, <laughs> and as CrossFit HQ, we are to um, our 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 desire is to make sure that the community's thriving. Yep. And that it's and, and, and it's headed in the right direction. And that's why we've had this massive shift in um, identity, same fucking message, same verbiage, same everything, but giant shift from focusing on sport to health. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's the but but uh, what's the line, Tyson? Um, Olympic athletes and grandmothers. The, the needs differ by degree, not kind. Right, and we've always said that since day one. But it was so exciting to watch the games that we that we neglected in. We neglected the part of the yep. forest that was really where the real help can be done. Yep. Um, it's interesting. We had um, a professional hockey player here, and he said, "Where will CrossFit be in three years?" And he thought I was going to say something about the games. It has nothing to do about the games where CrossFit's going to be in three years. The games is our party. Yeah. We're so fortunate to be able to undisputedly crown the fittest people on earth, but it's like, that's a fucking byproduct. Yeah, it's an excuse we're, to get people together. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're not the Olympics. We didn't make that yeah. shit up. We, we, ours is like a byproduct of just excellence. And, 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 this, and the mechanism that Dave and Greg have made of casting the biggest net in the world by using the Open has given us a validity that's like... Yeah. It, it, no offense to the Olympics, but better than the Olympics. We have no politics. Yeah, and, and also, zero. Um, to take part in the Olympics, uh, you've got to be part of a sports federation. You've yeah, got to go the through politics. You've got to go through different competitions throughout the year. The games is, you just sign up, you do five workouts, and you're in, right? That's it. All right. We'll dig more into what is CrossFit. I want to um, uh, take over for, continue to take over. Will you pull up the Danny um, on YouTube, the Danny and Travis um, video? We did. We had a couple in here the other day. Yep. She lost 130 pounds. Yep. He lost 70 pounds. She cured herself of her type 2 diabetes. And I want to show a comment. If you put sort by um, newest comments, um, that top comment's great. Whatever they pay sub on, they aren't paying them enough. But uh, <laughs> uh, Let me see. Okay, this guy. This guy right here. Someone writes this. Diabetes type 2 is not cured by CrossFit. 
You need to stop with this nonsense. Please stop. Food consumption is what fixes type 2 diabetes. The guests and the host both don't know what they're talking about. I wonder how much more nonsense they have said in this and other episodes that is just wrong. A little disappointed. Nice, this this is un fucking believable. I want to try. Okay, go ahead. You take no, that first. Uh, I mean, the, then invite this guy into a box because if he goes into a... Oh, you're so much nicer than me. I want to give him... I want to fucking go to his house and kick in his teeth. No, but you're right. Invite I would, him into I would contact right. him. That's why you're a liaison would, and I would do a podcast. I would contact him and I'd, I'd, I'd say, <laughs> so you know, revealing. find out where he lives and, and invite him into an affiliate that's more than two years old. So you, you have founder members who have been transformed by CrossFit. And you'll find someone who's reduced their, their medication uh, for type 2 diabetes. You'll find someone who's lost uh, 100 pounds. You'll find someone who's playing with their grandkid when they could hardly bend over and tie their shoelaces. Um, and then he'll come and take away his own comment. CrossFit is a nutritional program mixed with a movement program mixed with a community. And that is CrossFit in its entirety, mm-hmm. right? That's one of the perspectives of CrossFit. We well, are you forget about the social benefits as well, right? The community. That's what I meant so, by community. Okay, okay. Right, right. So 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 you, you get the diet and you get the movement and then you go to a box, a CrossFit affiliate, yep. and you're with your peers who are practicing the same nutritional and movement methodology that you are, mm-hmm. and they help you massage it and practice it and stay accountable to it. And what I see when I see comments like this what this guy is I don't even want to say he's wrong he doesn't even just know what he's talking about right. he's we're pointing Lao Tzu says I'm pointing at the moon and you're staring at my hand it's like he's totally missing the point of what's going on take out these two words here he's not totally wrong right food, no food right consumption is, For part sure. of the, is part of the solution yes. so he's not totally yes. wrong no so um, uh, he, he's part of the way there right but he just maybe he hasn't been able to discover the rest of the solution it's um, like he's like saying it's yeah. not the tires that make the car go or um, it's the combustion engine like dude if you got the good tires you're going yeah yeah like he, he's splitting hairs he's missing the entire point of the movement what these people did in their perspective is they had a sickness they went into a crossfit affiliate they were given a nutrition plan a movement plan and then they were giving uh, what you're saying social and i'm saying community support and they cured it. Yeah, right. they stumbled into yeah. via the affiliate. And if you want to say our, pu- our publishing platform, where we have thousands of videos, thousands of articles that support the, you know, what you're talking about right there, right? If you want to say the, that's the not, cro- if you want to say it's not CrossFit, it's just the food. You you go try and do that. Fine. We we encourage you to come to CrossFit.com, learn all the nutritional shit, and leave. It's all free. You know what I mean? Well, you can do it. You can do that, but you're just taking part of the recipe. So right. How how much harder is it? I mean, it's like you know what you know what it's like, right? When you when you're you're training, you're doing it five six times a week, and you're training well, then you want to eat healthily, right? right? right. You open the fridge and you don't want to grab the shit. You want to grab the good, that make the wise choice. And say, same as reverse. When you're eating well, you want to train. And so, by just eating well and not training, you only you're not even doing fifty percent of the. It's it's a it's a, a virtuous cycle, right. right? Whereas when it's like Easter, right? Who's eating a shitload of chocolate this weekend and feels like shit, right? And then might skip their workout today because they're not feeling so hot, and then you go into this vicious cycle. So um, get out of the vicious cycle and take take the whole caboodle, um, I, which is exactly what happens at the affiliate. 
Yeah. And that's the point, right? And, and the affiliate takes yeah. away, uh, that's why I'd invite him to, or him or her, I don't know, it might be a lady, um, to go into the. the, and I, I, the I, in my mind, I see it. I'm kind of like a psychic. It's a dude. Okay, you've already checked that out, man. I, it's a dude. You've been, you've been, <laughs> you've been, you've been uh, hawking. I really like this comment because it gives us a platform to really discuss what CrossFit is. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the most positive thing. That you, you, Going back to the nutrition thing, it's great when you go to your affiliate, you go in there, it's your second week, you go in there with your Gatorade, and Daniel Chaffee says, hey, dude, you don't want to drink that shit. Drink water. Just try it for a week. You'll feel so much better. And it's that type of accountability and that yeah. type of peer pressure that, you, that you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. You know what's crazy, too, is like you, you take Danny – as an example, she... That's the lady in the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, this woman here. Yeah, I saw the... She's awesome. Um, but Danny, she, how much did she lose? One, 127. 120, 122. 130 pounds. Yeah. Somebody who's, somebody who's um, at one point, uh, you know, were 130 pounds heavier, they've tried everything yeah. to lose that weight. <clears throat> CrossFit is the cure. It, CrossFit was her cure because when she found herself into in a CrossFit box... With an affiliate, with coaches, and, and, and gym owners worth their sweat, mm. she was given the right information, and now she's now now her life is completely different. She's she's a better mom, a better wife. Um, she's amazing. Do do we know how many diets she tried before taking the oh, whole, dude, the whole she, prescription of she CrossFit? She did and everything that? short of bariatric surgery, which is the and case that, with everyone who's who gets that who, big. Like, yeah. And that's another amazing thing. Um, I, I wish I had it in front of me. An MD just wrote, a doctor here in the United States just wrote uh, a text to Greg. And Greg was sharing the t part of the text with me. And, they, and the doctor was saying, it's a shame that you have to be a fucking detective and search through all the garbage that's on the internet to find CrossFit. Right. Because once you come here, it's all here. Well, that's You know, it's a one-stop shop. I think it's one of the, 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 the goals for us, right, is to make... CrossFit.com, the go-to resource. At the moment, it's, uh, as we're saying, about the language barrier. The goal because it works. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was lucky because I'm English, so I spoke English. So when I, you know, you remember when it was like a bit of a dog-eared website, just white and a bit ugly and, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and it was... Don't yeah. say that here. <laughs> I, I, we miss it here. Hey, hey, we're gonna, we miss it we'll here. Let's take this guy out back. <laughs> <laughs> we miss that. And, um, yeah. But everything was in English, and, and it still is, right? So... I mean, uh, Solar 2008, you're lucky enough to speak and, and read English. So get on to CrossFit.com and, and just spend literally uh, – shit, I would, I would pay for his membership. Give him a month's membership somewhere. Right. And the dude will, will, will see. And CrossFit hurts so much that if you eat shit – it hurts so much more right. if you're drinking alcohol right. and, you're, and you're, you're taking sugar and, you, and you're, you're, not, you're not looking after your sleep cycles. It just, it's so painful that if you're doing CrossFit, you're going to make changes to your hygiene. You're right. going to make changes to your routine in order for CrossFit to hurt less, right? Right. Not just to get results, just so that that one-hour session with your coach doesn't suck so bad. Right. right? So, um, I don't, yeah, shit. Uh, if you're out there, just join the box, man. <laughs> how, how, did, how did you find, go ahead. I, we should point something out. So you were talking about how, you know, the old, the old website. Can you pull up the main site? With, there's a new feature. You might not even know it's there yet. The, the language tab. We're uh, we working trust. on the working on the yeah. Um, oh yeah, language so you, can, you can select. So more and more, yeah. People aren't going to have to do what you explained. They're going to. Isn't gonna that to awesome right there? That is yeah. that is the mutts nuts as we'd say right. That's the dog's bollocks. 
because it's the very useful. Yeah, nuts. Oh, because like they're very useful, right? The dog <laughs> does it often, right? So it's the mutts nuts. <laughs> the mutts nuts. Yeah, as opposed to the tits on a bull, right? Uh, which yeah. are pretty useless. Um, I like the mutts nuts. <laughs> but what would be even better is if you're logging in from an IP address in France that you go straight. I mean, we're it's just working detail, on right? that. So I'm, this I'm, I'm greedy I'm motherfucker. I'm spitting hairs. But <laughs> hey, hey, if step, we got this, you one, give bro. me this. I'm step one. No, we're working on that. That's brilliant. So, for example, this video here, right? When um, when that wasn't subtitled, it had like four shares in France. Got subtitled, and within 24 hours, it had like 160 ah, shares. That's awesome. So how many how many thousands or tens of thousands of people are you touching just by sticking that in? You you yeah, in France cool. you held an affiliate gathering, right? Yeah, it was uh, last November. And you guys, you, did you you showed this video? Yeah. And how was this received? Uh, we opened with this video. So we invited all the affiliates. And just so you know, the video we're talking about is Greg Glassman um, speaking in Aromas, doing about a 25-minute lecture on the world's most vexing problem. Yep. And that is chronic disease and that there's a tsunami of chronic disease coming and that your local CrossFit affiliate is a lifeboat for that. Yep, it's okay, the front line. So yep. you showed – and earlier we established that France is really in the infancy of CrossFit, um, which is forging elite fitness, yep. basically first responders, people who – who need fitness for their survival. Okay, so you showed you you organized this affiliate gathering and you decided to open with something that's totally not sports or elite exactly. fitness. So as we said in France, you know, it's elite health. I mean, it's like when I opened the box and was saying, you know, we want women and we want fat people and we want people that are that are sitting on a couch for the last six years. We don't want firemen. We don't and, want bodybuilders. We don't want bodybuilders. We don't want the twenty-six-year-old guys who are already buff and they just want to pump up for the summer. We want people who need this. I was I was I was ravaged on the internet. I was the uh, the guy who understood nothing, and I was uh, uh, twisting CrossFit to, to make it commercial. And I was like, "Fuck, okay, okay these guys—they've remembered ten percent of their level one, right?" Uh, oh, like, they were fellow CrossFitters. Oh yeah, yeah. These these were these were these were fellow CrossFitters who were just like they were killing me. They were killing me. Um, and these are the guys. They're part of the affiliates that were invited to the gathering. So Wait, what year was this? Oh, 2011. This awesome. Okay. 2011. So uh, you were ahead. Of your, you were a little ahead of your time. End of 2011. Um, going 2012. Well, I mean, the advantage was that I just speak English, right? These guys understood enough to kind of get through their level one and, and open the affiliate. They didn't take their level one in French? No, it didn't exist in Do, French. Does it exist now? It does. Yeah. Oh. He, well, let's get back was, to that. He was telling us some stuff off camera before we came in here. It was really interesting about that. We need to make sure we don't... Yeah. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll, we'll come, come back, back to that. So yeah. the affiliate gathering. So um, you've got 400 and at the time it's 388 affiliates back in November. Um, we invited them to Bordeaux, so southwest of France, good wine, uh, lovely chateaus, good food. Um, in September, the weather's pretty good. And we had uh, James Letchford come over, Jimmy Letchford come over. So we rolled out the red carpet for him. Um, that was unnecessary. Yeah, I, I, he just wanted beer and, you know, that kind of stuff. No, he, wow, he enjoys a good glass of red wine. He's got good taste, I must admit. By the way, you um, guys have reduced your consumption. I was looking at some French stats. You guys are now only drinking about 60 bottles per person a year. Uh, isn't, that, isn't that a shame? Which is why you're also number two in the amount of sex you're having behind uh, Greece. Well, Just so you know, a couple of things. I think there, yeah, there's but, a correlation. But, in, <laughs> but un unemployment in Greece is so high, right? So they have the time. To, okay. Okay, so we'll, we'll put that down. We'll to get that back up. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get some more haters from Greece. Um, and uh, Number so one tourist destination in the world. Is France, yeah. France. Yeah, Paris um, is the busiest city in the world with tourists. How could um, that be when people could come to the U.S.? <laughs> um, it's a lucky country because Paris uh, is a beautiful city. The architecture is amazing. Yes. History is amazing. And it was left untouched uh, at the end of the Second World War. 
So um, not a very well-known fact, but when Hitler ordered the retreat from Paris, he ordered the generals to blow up the bridges and blow up all the monuments and kind of like leave Paris in a, in a shit state. But the generals had actually fallen in love so much with Paris and the lifestyle and the cafes and, you know, sitting there with the cigarette and, and the French women and all the ha-ha-ha and the food and stuff that they left and they, they, they didn't blow anything up. And when they got back to Germany, they got court-martialed and... No shit. Wow. Yeah, shit. But that means that Paris is now wow. still the most... I, I mean, I, I'm English and London is a fantastic city, but Paris is, I think, the most beautiful city in the world. Uh, 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 other than the dog shit and you know it's amazing I've been there three or four times it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing you have to look down on the sidewalk all the time it's the mutt's nuts yeah it's the mutt's nuts well, that's, yeah. I think the, the first the is <laughs> I went there in 1990 for the first time are you that old I am okay and I climbed the, the stairs in the Eiffel Tower you could climb the Eiffel yeah, Tower using the stairs you still can oh you still can yeah and it was crazy because you know it's like an erector set so do you know what an erector set is? No. Oh, it's not what you think it is. It's a toy. Like a the, no, no, no. But it, but it's basically the entire time it looks like you could fall through the stairs and you could fall to your death. And like it that, yeah. is. I, I I it was one of the scariest experiences I've ever had. But it was what a, what a cool thing to do climb well, the stairs of the Eiffel Tower. It's still there. It's now got a it's now got a wall around it at the bottom um, to stop terrorist mm. attacks and stuff. So. Life still goes on, but um, yeah. Um, the Eiffel Tower has a wall around. Yeah, it? it's like um, it's it's to to avoid. Um, I was there five years ago. There was no wall around. Yeah, it. it was built last year. Holy shit! It was built last year. So um, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, has Trump seen this wall? <sighs> Wow. <laughs> may, may have been his inspiration. I don't know. Um, or yeah, or is inspired by 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 Trump. I don't know. Uh, but it's not made to 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 keep people out. It's to to keep the attacks out. So hmm. um, yeah, Paris is is living with uh, the threat of terrorism. I, I mean, we won't go into to talking about frontiers and politics and stuff. But um, uh, it's it's handling it's handling the issues very well. Um, and I've got a lot of friends who work in the security services, obviously that that I've met through CrossFit. Uh, actually, and um, they're doing an awesome job um, keeping people safe. So, yeah. I was so surprised to see how few people the last time I was in Paris running and jogging in the morning, and that it didn't seem like a very um, yeah. Is it not? No, an ex it's not an exercise in society. But no. but I didn't see a lot of fat people either. No, because they don't eat breakfast, right? They'll smoke a cigarette and drink a coffee. They think it's skinny fat. If you're not fat, you're healthy, right? Is their their vision of things right? Okay, sorry. So, coming back to the affiliate gathering. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So uh, we got like 130 affiliates that came in. Um, we sat them down, and and all these people are like, oh, talking about, oh yeah, you know, who went to regionals and who did this and all this kind of stuff. And and then we dim the lights, and we start with a video. And I don't know, they probably thought it was going to you know, fittest on earth or something. They're going to see Rich throning, you know, and it was like, Phew. Well, you know, doing pecto boom and all this kind of stuff, <laughs> and no, it was Greg, and he's he's wearing his his cap on back to front, and he's um, talking about some serious shit. Um, but the the most important message that we we kept on going and going with the affiliates was how simple the solution is, um, and the message has to come. So it's going from Greg to all all of you guys here at HQ, and then it's going down to uh, all the liaisons in the different countries, and and we're just we're just trying to we're just trying to uh, yeah, we're deliver the message. Yeah, we're just trying to get the the message across and yeah. trying to make sure that it gets diluted the least amount possible. Yeah, if you guys are saying black, we don't want it to come out pink, right? In the end, and, right? And you know the Chinese whispers and stuff. So um, the easiest way was to get as many affiliates in as possible, 
and it was for a whole weekend uh we had a wild time we did workouts and stuff and um you know we got we got lunches in that were that were healthy healthy option lunches and we had uh presentations by jimmy on um the strategy from hq because obviously all the affiliates wanted to know you know which direction cost it's going in and, you know the 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 precursors in france have seen some changes over the years um and the new guys are there and they're you know wide-eyed and they think any idiot wearing Vibram Five Fingers is a cool trainer, right? So you've got a, a whole world of education to go through. Um, we did a presentation on seminars and education and the different courses that are available because a lot of the affiliates, they don't even go on, they don't even go on here and start clicking down and looking at what's available and what's available in French, what's available online. Um, and so they'll do their level one, open a box, and think, yeah, okay, this is CrossFit. And then they kind of switch off from all of this and they're going on social media and they're looking at what... You know, another French dude is doing who's a specialist in PTing for tennis coaches or, you know, so um, you've got guys reinventing the wheel. When the wheel is here, it doesn't need reinventing. Um, and so uh, we spoke a lot about this resource. We spoke about email of the day. We spoke about the podcasts um, and how you can you can uh, get inspiration today just within two minutes. So it's kind of like, you know, stop stop choosing the the easy option that's in French. And choose the real deal, even if it's not always in French. Um, did w did yeah. you put this on? Yeah. Did you or you organize? Yeah. You you put the whole yeah. thing together. Yeah. And then Amazing. coordinated with Jimmy and uh, I mean I was lucky because I was I was um, working a lot of the seminars um, since 2000 and uh, end of 2011 2012. Um, 2012 was the first seminar in France down in Montpellier. Um, I didn't work that one. I worked the second one that was in Paris. What do you, what do you mean you work them? Um, as, as a, a translator. So um, I was. I managed to get, I think it was E.C. Sinoski's uh, contact details at the time, and um, I was harassing her about getting uh, courses into France. That um, It was great. I had my box and all this kind of stuff, but I really wanted CrossFit to take off. I didn't just want my box to work. I wanted... Everything to work. Yeah, and there were some really good guys, you know, that had open boxes, and they were suffering because they were very isolated, and CrossFit wasn't known at all. So it was a time when CrossFit and Reebok had just signed the deal, and it was kind of like, okay, well, how can CrossFit use Reebok's uh, marketing in different countries and in, in, in communities that CrossFit isn't known yet. And France is one of those countries that really, uh, we, we managed to do something pretty pretty cool with, with uh, that partnership. So people can criticize Reebok and they can say, oh, the empire has taken over. Bullshit. Um, if CrossFit is where it is in, mar in communities that aren't English speaking, I think the partnership with Reebok played an important role in that. It did in France anyhow. Um, and so uh, there were some, some guys getting interested and uh, the social media was taking off. We had a box that was, that was uh, I mean, it was exceeding all, all, all of my expectations and, and um, we'd, we'd, blown, we'd, we'd blown the pre-sales out of the water and I was saying, shit, you know, um, and we're no rocket scientists. So it, but, you, but you had the secret weapon and for you, it was the fact that you spoke English. That's it. And that, so that's what you're, just to, just to kind of back it up a little bit, that's what you were saying. The issue at the time was, you had a bunch of good dudes, good people opening up affiliates, but suffering. they didn't have, they didn't realize they had access to amazing resources, but at the time they were all in English. Well, take take the issue. For well, we completely neglected. Um, right. We completely neglected, and I take full responsibility for this, the translation of what Greg calls the L1 kernel. 
yep. into foreign languages. That that has changed. Uh, we are we are on a terror right steam. now. I, I, full steam ahead to translate. Um, neglected. I don't know. I think it was just a matter of CrossFit. It, it, CrossFit right, grew right, faster than anybody right. Knew, right. So whatever the reasons, I'm not saying that they weren't justified reasons, but we didn't do it. For for me to do my L1, I mm -hmm. had to I had to go overseas, so I couldn't do it in France. So I spoke to my missus at the time. I said, "Can I take some cash and go and do a weekend?" And why couldn't you do it in France? Uh, it didn't exist. Oh wow! They weren't offering them. They weren't offering in France. Weren't offering in French or in France. So uh, I took a weekend out. Um, I took some of our joint cash. I went off and did this. And it was originally it was just I was so unhappy uh, physically. I was doing all these different training modules, and I couldn't I couldn't find something that suited me. And um, I'd found this dog aid website, um, and I started to try <laughs> to try and follow the workouts. I wasn't doing. I wasn't doing half of the workouts RX. I didn't understand half of the vocabulary. And I just thought, oh, fuck it, okay, I'll, I'll stick at this. And I had some fun. And I was inviting a, a friend over to the garden, and I bought a pair of plastic rings that we hung from the, the tree, and there was a rope. And I got one of those uh, um, jump ropes, the leather jump ropes, tried to do double unders with those. That was a mistake that I won't repeat. Um, and so, yeah, and then I'd like to see the video. For my, of that. For my birthday, my, 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 my ex, she bought me a, uh, an Olympic bar wasn't really an Olympic bar. It was more like a, just a, a you, you said your, pump you, bar that doesn't, yeah. doesn't spin. Right. You said your ex. Yeah. That's supposed to be one of the things that happens in CrossFit. Either when you start doing CrossFit, you either your relationship gets better or it ends. Uh, it, it wasn't the CrossFit payroll. Play it wasn't. Role? No. It, oh. it, it, it oh. was. It was the project that paid a role. Um, and uh, I mean, opening the business. Yeah. And the that. stress. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, that's a long story, but uh, I went from being very comfortable in a very well-paid job, um, and I resigned to open a box and took all my savings or our savings to open the box. And then we had to move from being down here by the coast, which is a beautiful area, up to Paris where there's a lot of dog shit. Uh -huh. And we went from having a, a big house with a garden where our little, little kid was running around the garden naked, you know, rolling in the, the mud and stuff, to being in a flat in Paris where there was no space. And uh, both of us were working to open the, the, the box. She's, she was a crossfitter. Um, she was a gymnast okay. um, and uh, a, a wonderful woman. We get on really well. She, she works with me still. Awesome. Um, I love it. And uh, she, she actually she runs the box down in Bordeaux. So, um, yeah, uh, I, an amazing woman. I was very lucky. Um, and even throughout the separation, uh, she kept working. And I didn't find it fair for her to leave the business. Uh, because of our separation, she'd sacrificed a lot as well. So um, we managed to work out how she could stay in the business. And then my promise to her and to a couple of the, of the other guys who opened the business in, in Paris was that if the Paris business worked well, we'd open one down in Bordeaux because that's where they came from. So um, two years after opening the one in Paris, we opened the one in Bordeaux. And wow, you I'm, are I'm good. You're, good. you're as good as man as Tyson said you were. I, I managed to keep my promise. Um, and um, so they, they're still, we're still working together, which is really cool. Um, and we get on better now than we did when we were together. Awesome. So, and, and she's, a, she's happy. She, yeah, we have a kid together. Um, she's happy in a relationship with a really good dude um, who's very good with my son. So, you know. Uh, out of a out of a for? out of a shit uh, situation, you gotta you gotta make good, right? So, yeah. Um, and I think she's happy for me as well. Um, and she, man, she's. W I think the business without her would be would be a truckload tougher. Um, so how do yeah we we kind of diverted onto. Uh, I'll get us back. Oh, we're talking about L ones. So you and so you took some money, and where did you go to take your L one? Um, I went to London. Okay. I went to who are uh, your, who are your L one trainers? Oh, I can tell you off the bat. Um, uh, interning mm -hmm. was Drake Sladsky. Okay. So uh, crazy Drake who keeps popping his biceps. I hope you're getting better. <laughs> um, uh, Steve Haydock okay. was he wasn't Flowmaster at the time. He was a red shirt, and he was hard, man. 
He had me in the center circle. <laughs> he was giving you an squat, ass open. squat clinicking my ass. Yeah, oh shit, my dodgy right ankle and stuff. He was he was tearing me to shreds, um, and I love him dearly. Um, and he can he can drink tequila too. Uh, and then there was um, uh, Mads Jacobson when he was still on L1 yes. Stars. It was his last gig. Wow. Mads last gig. Are you still in contact with him? Mads, yeah. He's yeah, awesome, yeah. right? Yeah, but, what a great guy. Yeah. Uh, he's he's just um, he's a smooth dude. And um, he's a great utility player. He could do it all. I, he he's forgotten more about CrossFit than I'll ever learn. Right? Yep. Um, he's so, amazing. Yep. Um, lovely guy. And then the godfather of CrossFit in Europe. I mean, I don't know if you 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 you, you Americans know this is Carl Stedman. Yeah. Oh, Carl Stedman is yes. the godfather, right? Yes. Um, yes. Another we're, we're, another he's like, gem. Class well, he, he's like he's yep. like Adam, right? We all come from his seed in, in one way or another, right? And he was he was Flowmaster on that weekend. And uh, during the weekend, just like light bulbs are just popping all over the place. I was going, oh shit, I've got to do this. I've got to, I've got to go and open a. a How long a, had you been in? Did you play sports as a child? Yeah. What did you play? Rugby. And when did you start um, going to the gym? When I was 16. And so you'd been going, and, and how old were you when you took your L1? Uh, 2011. So going back seven years, I'm 40, what, 37. So you've so been, been training, training for 21, 20, years. 21, 21 years. years. And I'd worked and in the fitness industry for a long time too. And you doing what? Um, I was a coach, then I managed a club, then I managed the region of clubs, then I managed the country, and that's why I was, I was, uh, I was part of the Emperor's New Clothes global gym system. Um, but you didn't know it, right? You were just indoctrinated into it and you thought that this was fitness. Right. Right. Fitness was having guys sign up and you give them uh, three sessions of a program and then you go and do that for six months and if you're lucky we'll see you again in six months, right? That was yeah. That was the fitness industry. Yeah. So what, um, what yeah. after the level one, what what caused you? Was what did were you left with an impression at the level one? The, the Sunday um, at the time you'd take your you'd take your evaluation and then you'd wait like half an hour. And the, the, all the scan, Scantron cards would be would be oh, corrected, and you'd you would get your you would get your envelope with your certificate of participation if you'd fucked up, or your your L1 certificate if you'd succeeded on the day. Yeah. And so during that half hour, um, I was shooting the breeze with Mads, and I was just uh, I mean I must have been like he must have thought I was I was mental because I was going oh it's like you know bright yeah. eyes like. You know, I I developed a huge man crush on Mads and uh, Carl over the weekend. Me too. Um, Drake as well, but less so because he was interning, so he was like stressed like fuck. Um, Steve a lot less because I thought he was a he was a. Uh, he just rallied uh, he you all weekend. Oh man, he was like, <laughs> "Okay, so we're gonna choose someone for the middle." I said, "Yeah, don't worry, I'll come. <laughs> just, just pick me. I'll come. And, I'll come and escort for you. Don't worry about it." And um, uh, and I just had this huge man crush. I say, "You know, Mads." shit you know like a box like this why aren't they why, that where are they in france man? you know it's like go on the affiliate map and there's nothing and then literally that week there was one that opened up in bordeaux and like a couple of weeks later there was one that opened up in lyon and one that opened up in montpellier sorry let me go back just one second when you 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 left bordeaux yeah flew to london, london yeah you took your l1 yeah. when you were there were there any other french yes there were other people there from France. Yes, from France. Yeah, and did they speak English? Uh, no. This so, is an interesting because this is what we got into. So did you so, start your translation career right there, like they're sitting next yeah. to you, and you're like, "Hey, yeah. dude." Um, he I said, can, "Squat, I can, I not handstand." I, I sat. I sat. <laughs> so there were there were three French guys, 
And I knew two of them from before. Mm -hmm. um, Wait, okay, before you go there, why did you go take your L1? Because you were practicing off the internet? Well, I was working for a fitness company, and I was training five times a week, mm -hmm. and I was getting fat and unhappy. Okay. So um, it was, a, it was a, a multinational called Fitness First. It still exists in certain countries, in the UK and stuff. Um, and I was working for the European uh, branch. At the time, I was sales and ops director for Europe. And how did you find, how did CrossFit enter your, your brain? Um, because I was doing all this, I was doing all the body pump stuff, uh, friggin' four million jumping jacks in body attack and all this kind of stuff. And, and I was doing uh, weights and jumping on a treadmill and sprinting 400 meters and then doing push-ups and all this kind of stuff. And I was just not getting fitter. Or, 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 and then someone or, told you, or not hey. getting more unfit. And so someone said, hey, have you heard of CrossFit? No, I just went on the internet and I just looked at high intensity. I knew that I needed something that was going to, Punch okay. the shit out of me, and so you, you fall on all these DVDs. And I bought stuff from the states with these DVDs where you're just you know you're doing burpees in your living room and sweating yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And I must have done that twice. I got bored like hell. Um, and I'm like the type of guy that you switch it on if you're on your own, and it says we're going to do 20 minutes. After about five, I'm looking at my watch and fuck, I got some emails to do. Right. Or you know shit. Yeah, I got to go and grab a shower. Or you know, or the kids screaming. Or you know. And so you always find a your your brain goes. Um, and I knew I needed something, so um, and I just. I but you went and you when you sorry, go ahead. I literally just landed on CrossFit.com, and I, I, what surprised me was it's just a it was a white website and just workout and workout and another workout and another workout and another workout and another workout, and um, I got to admit that I kind of picked my workouts at the time because so, oh this is it yeah oh yeah, um, <laughs> um, we are holding Kalashnikovs awesome. above that. So it was literally just workouts. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gun range, yeah. wedding shower. Yeah. And um, so I, I, I kind of scrolled down and I picked a workout that I thought I might be able to do. And it kicked my ass. And I was like, fuck, this is it. Okay, this is, this is what I've been looking for. But I knew that I wouldn't be able to keep doing it um, on my own. So I invited over uh, a couple of friends who lived in Bordeaux who work, work for me now. They got, they got indoctrinated into, into CrossFit in my garden. Um, and they've become kind of like the precursors in, in France as well. And it all came from this website. But it came from this website because I speak English. Right. So coming back to the L1, fly to London, and I when I, you went there, were you thinking I want to be a trainer, no, or I want to no, no, open no. a box? I just want just, to, I just, just want to learn more. I just want to understand what the fuck this is about. Right. Smart. And I scrolled down, and there was like, yeah, it was all this stuff here, and so oh shit, and there's well, you stuff. You said you were just looking for. Here. You just wanted to train different. You were just looking for a different program. I knew that what I was doing wasn't working, right? Right. But my surrounding was was a global gym, and there was no one telling me different. Your There's company no wouldn't pay for your trip and your in your no. L one. No, no, no. Did you ask? I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I did do after the L one. Right? Is um, so this company was amazing. I mean, they were really good to me. Uh, they looked after me. I uh, some brilliant leaders, uh, uh, financial directors, uh, development, uh, real estate director. I mean. For from uh, multi-site management, it was like the best school in the world. So I made shitloads of mistakes in this company that cost them a lot of money, and they stayed faithful to me. So um, I can't, I could never say any uh, a, a wrong word about them. I did my L1, and light bulbs were going shit. This is it. This is the future of, of of fitness. This is what we need to be doing. This. So my initial thought was, we need to be doing this in the global gyms. We're we're selling memberships. Uh, super easily. We got this huge sales system, great scripting, prospecting, branding, marketing, marketing. You got sales teams that come out high and they got scripts and they'll they'll PL the shit out of you and they'll get your credit card within two minutes and you're you're signed up for twelve months, right? And then if you don't come, well hey actually that's fucking good because you're paying your membership and you're not taking our space, man. Right. So uh, a gym that could possibly service maybe a thousand people, you'll sign up three thousand members and you'll make a truckload of cash. And that was the, the global gym model. Until 
mid to late 2000s, and the attrition level is so high that you're selling just to stay at the same number of members, right? So you've become the sales, sales machine. Yeah. You're not even looking at the product anymore. Right. And we did this survey, um, and it was in 17 countries because Fitness First was, was global. It's in Australia, and I mean, it's out in the Middle East and everything. Uh, 11,000 people, not current members, but people who had left. And it was, why did you leave us? You know, what, what, what was the main reason for you? And off the top of my head, there was uh, one, um, it's like going in the subway. You pass your card, you don't talk to anybody. You go past the turnstile, right. you go in and you might go up to the, the group exercise, you might go into the spin room, you might go onto the gym floor, the weights room, whatever, but you don't talk to anybody. There's no interaction afterwards, okay? Uh, two, I'm always doing the same shit. Result of doing the same shit, I get bored, I get no results, I don't come anymore, okay? It's pretty, pretty, pretty simple. Um, I'm always doing the same shit and I don't learn anything. So I'll go in and I'm lucky if you're the coach and you're the trainer and you give me th uh, uh, three programs. So one will be, let's do a cardio session, let's do a weight session, let's do a stretching session. And now mix all those in and go do that for six months. I do that for two weeks and I'm, I'm, I'm plateauing already, right? Yeah. Um, so all these things were screaming at me. and we, I had this data uh, from the board meetings and we're talking about all this data. And then in the global gym, we're coming up with strategies. Oh, you know, let's do email marketing to you know, ex-members and to this and to that and bring a friend and bring a guy in to join and all this kind of stuff. And I, it's like, well, all this is great, right? This is all, yeah, really good ideas. Congratulations, fantastic communication. But the source of the issue is the service we're giving and that people aren't getting results, whether it's because they're bored, they're not talking to somebody, they don't come often enough, uh, they're not learning anything, uh, whatever it is. But results uh, are, are the, 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 the core is issue. The service. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the problem is the service. It's what you're actually giving to them, right? Uh, it's funny. And, and when people say, why, what's, how has CrossFit been so successful? And you, you just keep saying it over and over. Uh, results. Results, yeah. That's it. But Curing type 2 diabetes. But you've got to maintain the human element, right? So mm -hmm. in order to get quick results, to results. Quick results. Because people, people have needs and they have wants, right? Mm -hmm. People want results. Well, they or they need results, but they want ease. They want easy oh, well. stuff. And CrossFit isn't easy. No, there's nothing easy so, here. So you've got to you've got to you've got to uh, create an environment that will make it sufficiently easy for them to keep coming. Right. And that's where okay, come and talk to someone. You're, you you've got an appointment. You set you set your appointment with the coach. You're gonna right. you're gonna have an interaction, not just with them, but with all the other guys who are gonna run, jump, push, pull at the same time as you. Right. The entire facility, the yeah. community, doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um. You'll get results. You're not doing the same thing. You're, you're changing every day. You don't even know what you're doing until you get to the box, right? Right. Surprise. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, so um, th there's that. Uh, um, you have to keep coming. Otherwise, we're going to call you. We're going to say, what the fuck are you doing? Wait, you, right. We haven't seen you in two weeks, right? At the global gym, yeah. the only time they'd call you is, uh, hi, yeah, your, your, your bank charge hasn't, <laughs> hasn't gone through this month. Yeah, there's an, issue. there's an issue with your credit card. Yeah, could you send us a detail? That was the only time. So I saw in the L1, I was going, boom, 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 boom the solution to what the the globo gym the company that i was working Needs. for was was in, within crossfit right so my first thought was oh shit i've got to take this back to the the the, um, the md and to the shareholders so there was a a vc company the md the medical doctor at the no the the managing director so sorry ceo no. okay CEO. okay medical doctor i wish um and he was a reasonable guy and we we were um, in a, in was a, he fit? Uh, yeah, yeah. Colin Waggett was was fit. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, cardiovascularly, yeah, because he was a cyclist, etc. I mean, obviously, you take the the ten physical uh, skills. There's probably some some uh, um, some holes. Yeah, some holes in there. Um, 
but he was he trained and stuff and, and he was a good guy so I go back to uh, the board meeting was not in it was in the UK um, and I said listen uh, off the top of my head give me give me a couple of clubs per country uh, in, in Europe we'll speak to CrossFit and see if they're interested in doing something um, and I explained you know and I went on the website and I explained to them and all that and within three minutes they were yawning going yeah, yeah yada 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 you know saying you know shut up sort of thing and I was okay listen you know um, so it didn't happen immediately I came out of the board meeting and I was very disappointed that these guys hadn't seen the light it just seemed so obvious to me you go on the L1 it's like you know yeah. the the sky opens up what the do light you think shines happens down. to suckers like me and you who go to our L1 we've been training for 20 years and what are they doing there? Do they spike our punch or some shit? No, they just, they just, it's what Greg says, right? You realize that you've been selling the Emperor's new clothes. What a nice suit you're wearing. The guy's butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know it because that's all you've known. When I was 16, I went in the gym. You've got some, you know, you're doing this, you're doing this. But they're just, you, but, but, even Greg would, right? but even Greg would say, um, everything that you're going to learn here, a 12-year-old who has average use of the internet can learn on the internet. And then he also says, like, hey, man, we didn't invent anything. These movements are it's part and parcel it's, it's with your the, DNA. and It's the message. It's the way it's presented. It's, it's the delivery, yeah. right? Like, uh, it's just, it pre it's, it's truth. But right? it's truth, right? It's, that's why and, they're and telling you truth, and it just resonates to your right. core. I think like that's that's why it's such a common yeah. experience. But that's why that light bulb experience. Yeah, and that's why a lot of haters, such as um, our friend earlier, if they go and do a level one, they'll be like, oh, okay, you know, they may not be as converted as you and I, but they'll be going. They're okay, on their, they're on their way. They're on their way. Um, and uh, anyone, I mean, I disagree with that, Jaffe. Why is that Savant? I, I think even the haters will have the fucking be fucking have their mind blown even more so. Cause I went, I went as as I went just like why did I go? I go I went because I wanted to film it. Yeah. And I accidentally listened and had my brain blown away. Blown away. Yeah, it's funny you say that because the biggest haters that we experienced in 2011, 2012 are actually affiliate owners now. Yeah. They've come across from being, you know, the coach of the coach that does PT and CrossFit is the devil and it's right. dangerous and, right. oh, my God, you shouldn't be doing deadlifts and what's this GHD thing? Oh, my goodness, you know, to now they're, you know, they're probably, they're probably doing GHD before breakfast, right? Do you know Joe Westerlin? I haven't met him. I was hanging out with him for uh, uh, a few days ago for extended period of time, like 48 hours intense hangout session with him, uh, him and Greg and I, and he was a strength and conditioning coach at the University of Omaha. Omaha. Some of my facts could be wrong, but the spirit will be correct. And he worked with uh, the football team and I think the wrestling, wrestling team and a bunch of different teams. And he was saying the absolutely worst thing you can do for a human being is have them squat too parallel. Yeah. Like either be way, way above or way, way below, well, below, yeah. but the absolutely worst. And he was explaining that to yeah. me. I encourage anyone to email him and get the real facts on this. Go ahead and bombard his email. But as he explained it to me, I'm like, holy shit, that makes perfect sense. It's, it's what they were so. teaching is like the worst possible thing you yeah. can do to your knee is put it in its weakest position and yeah. stop. And, 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 <laughs> and all, the, all the load is going straight down into that, right? Yeah, totally, totally. But that's that's what's been taught for for decades. So. Uh, and I hope we come on to education in France because um, in order to teach uh, f physical fitness or, or any any um, uh, PPG, 
Um, PPG? Uh, Programme de préparation physique générale. So oh, right, GPP right, in, right, in, right. In, sorry, yeah, sorry. I get my GPP is general physical preparedness. preparedness. Yeah. So, so and that's what CrossFit does. It brings, yeah. it raises all your markers. Okay, that's it. So sorry. to teach anything related to that in France, you have to have um, a national diploma or university degree. So you can't just go and do an L1 and teach, right? Or you can't, you have, oh, wow. to, you have to go through college. So there's, so there's all good the to affiliate that. owners I in France? Yeah. Have a have a yeah. related degree. Yeah. Wow. wow. It, is it is it is this degree? Who teaches this? Who? Where do you get this degree at? Exactly. Good question. You because holy shit, you guys have licensure there already in in the um. Yeah. I had no idea. And and it's been there for generations. It used to be uh, run by the government. So there would be what we call CREPS, which were which were um, basically um, schools that were were run by the government. You would pay to go to the school and and study sports. Now those have been replaced by private schools that run the same curriculum, but privately. So, um, and it costs normally somewhere between six and eight thousand euros a year. And this isn't like so. a trade school. This is like a university. Yeah. So you'll go in and you'll study physio, anatomy. Uh, How long does it take? Um, it takes a year. So it's so that's the mi- it's twelve thousand dollars. The, the minimum is a year, and then you can go on to STAPS, which is more than one year. You can go and do a master's. You can go and do a four-year course, a five-year course. Wow. Uh, most guys will do the year because they want to go and they want to go and earn some uh, earn a buck, right? Um, so, um, and I apologize if we're jumping from one thing nope, to the other. Nope, this on, is great. This is so, the best topic we've been on. So the good thing about this is that um, you know that when someone is coaching in France, they know the human body. Right? They've they've studied. They've done tens, hundreds of hours on on anatomy and physiology and sports physiology. The bad thing is that because they have this national diploma, they don't think they need anything else. So that most of them don't even think they need an L1 to teach CrossFit. Hey, I've got my national diploma. I'm going to get a workout and I can teach it. They don't, they don't even know that, that you'll be evaluated on six core themes as a, as a, a coach, right? You know, they, they don't even know that exists, right? That's all more level two stuff than the level one stuff. Um, they don't even know the points of performance of a real squat because they're being taught to squat to parallel or above yeah, parallel uh, in order not to go too deep, you know, avoid avoid uh, hip movement and all this kind of stuff. Um, so that's what they're being taught. But they're being taught by guys who passed the same diploma 10 years ago, who are taught by guys who passed the same diploma 20 years ago, who are taught the same diploma 30, 40, 50 years ago. And we've learned more about human mu- movement, the brain, the body, in the last 10 years or the last 15 years than we did in the first 2000, right? With, Probably. with no, um, with no uh, alteration to the curriculum. Exactly. Yeah. So... Um, so the strength is they know about physiology, they know about the anatomy. They know where the heart is <laughs> and the big toe. Yeah, and they know about your VO2 max and right. your, con- your contractile potential. Right. But what is what's uh, force for us? You know, strength is what is you know it's it's the 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 the, um, the application of force. It's what really happens. It's not about your potential. We don't give a shit about potential. Is there a deep it's hatred for CrossFit in that commu- in that? There there was in that curriculum. There was, but CrossFit is now. I mean, firmly implanted in the fitness. Uh, Melu. Yeah. Is that a word? Is that a French word? Milieu, yeah. I use it. Yeah. You see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. It's Tyson. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Right, thank you. Um, and and <laughs> so, I mean, you, you've got it's a it's a fairly small country compared to. I mean, you guys, this country's so big, right? Every, you, everything is big here. Your, your trees are big. Your cars are big. Your go your, on, go on. Your, <laughs> your people are big in general. Um, you know, uh, the coffee's big. Everything's France big, is know? the same size as Texas. Texas is just a little bit bigger, ten exactly. percent bigger. And and um, so we've got four hundred and you know, going towards five hundred boxes in in a, a space that's like Texas. Space for more for sure, but it means that you know every city has a box uh, or, or more than one box. You've got towns with fifteen thousand people that have had more than one box. Um, so 
CrossFit is there now. And um, where we need to work on is that, you know, your national diploma is not enough. It's a good start. Your L1 is not enough. It's a good start. Bring the national diploma and the L1 together, and that's pretty good stuff, you know. Then add an L2. Then add an L3. And we've got four people, no, five, five now in France that have L3s. Um, and so... Do you have your L3? Uh, I, I, no, I got, I got my ass kicked. Awesome. Yeah, I took, it, I took it when it came out, uh -huh. and I've got to admit that I didn't study for it. Okay. I thought, oh, I've been doing this for years. I've been coaching, fucking, you know, hundreds of hours, thousands of hours. I've been translating L1s, L2s uh, like no one's business. So what is it? Tell if, me what the L3 uh, is. If I can't pass this, no one can. Um, L3 is basically a stamp of approval that if you, if you got your L3, you know your shit. And, and so, but what's it look like? It's a test you take online? Yep. So you've got test centers all over the world, and you, you've got, uh, we had the French map. Oh, so you can't, you can't just do it at your house, you have to go somewhere. No, you go to a test center, because you have to leave your phone, you've got to leave your, you go in, basically, they, you know, they, they'll, they'll frisk you down, and they'll, they'll, they'll body search you before you go in. No stuff. shit, are you being serious? No, no, they don't body uh, search you, but they, they do make whole, sure you go in, center, you're not allowed to go in with anything, right? Uh -huh. No paper, no pen, they provide paper and pen, and you go and sit in front of a computer screen, they'll give you a headset, a calculator, and, and that's it, and you start, and you've got your, your timer starts as soon as you open the, the evaluation. And it was like a four and a half hour, I think, four and a half hour. I came out after like three hours. I'd answered every question. I knew I'd failed. I was like, shit, this is, this is, okay. I'm, I'm going to be back. I, I have to come back. I, I said, like, I, know, I know how hard it is now, so I'll, I'll, I'll come back. And I walked out. So that was the first exam in my life that I'd failed. I'd never failed an exam in my life. Wow. wow. And that was the first one. So I came out and I was like humbled. I was like, holy shit, I'm 42 and I get, a, get an ass kicking. Um, they w so, when, when you sign up for the L3, I assume they tell you all the curriculum you need to study. It's all on the website, so um, you can da you don't even have to sign up to download the information. Um, so I, I keep I keep saying, oh yeah, I've got to I've got to I got to start studying for my L3, and I've got it all downloaded on my iPad and stuff. And it's just like there's always something else to do, right? There's always one of your right. podcasts to listen to, and um, there's always oh, yeah, an email that'll, help, that'll help you pass the L3. Yeah, did you, you like that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Daniel, I want to go back to this yeah. this thing that that. It, is it a, is it a misnomer if I call it, or is it a misrepresentation if I call it licensure? No, I think that's I think that's fair enough. Because if you don't have it, you can't coach. Okay. Does does the UK have that? No. What other European countries have that? To be honest, I don't think any. Um, it, I know that Belgium doesn't because a lot of the French coaches that don't have the diploma will move to Belgium in order to coach and open a box. Yeah, Switzerland the same. Do, um, <clears throat> We have some amazing things here in the United States, like, you know, our roads are nice, the air is clean, the water is good for the most part, mm -hmm. uh, Flint, Michigan. Um, but, and I, and I know a lot of those things come with the price of really heavy-handed government. But we also have laws that just kind of like blow my mind, and I think in, in, in both sides of our, of our political system, the right and the left, I think have come to a, an agreement that licensure just kills business in the country. And that every and that it's basically a racket, right? So rec recently, a woman was braiding hair in Utah, and they told her she can't, and she was charging people to do yeah. that, and they told her she couldn't do that yeah. because she didn't have a beautician's license. So, and it's just like, and she ended up winning in court. I think uh, Institute of Justice fought fought that case for her, and she won. But we have a big, pro we have a um, we have a looming problem on the horizon of people who want to steal from CrossFitters at the price of health of this entire civilization. And, and that may sound like I'm being dramatic. I'm not. Uh, I, I would I would invite them to to come to France. Uh, come and come and spend a couple of days with me. Um, visit some of the schools that are teaching this. Um, they don't they don't mean to harm. Right. Right. They don't they don't mean to harm. 
but it's just by the nature of their existence, their, um, they 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 really reduce the 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 pool of coaches down to the mi the, the, the 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 lowest common common denominator. You've got to have this check. Okay, go and coach. But my God, what about all this information here that's not in the curriculum? Um, you're not even talking about it. You don't touch on it. You don't have the time to. And uh, so that's one of the issues. The other issue is that these guys now, there's so many, these are private schools, right? So they'll take 30 kids at, uh, say, 7,000 euros, 210,000 euros, and they'll do two or three a year. So you'll have the guys that kick off in January, normally two, so January and September. So they're talking about half a, more than half a million dollars in revenue, right? Their overheads are what? Maybe some rent, but they normally rent the space from a, a global gym. Um, to have a classroom, um, and then some paperwork, right? And that's it. That's the, and 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 they'll have some uh, teachers that come in and stuff, but they pay them by the hour, so they reduce their their salaries down to minimum. These these schools are money making machines, um, and they're not really worried about the end product, which is right. the quality of the the, the coaches they come out. Um, so long as they tick the boxes, you've ticked all the boxes. Here's your great next seven thousand. You, and so they're, they're, they're producing these coaches at 7,000 euros a head. Um, and the quality sucks. Um, I mean, as, as, uh, well, our coaches normally are young coaches and they're um, blank blank sheet of paper. Um, and we just teach them CrossFit methodology. So level twos, um, it's on there. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have three of the, the five guys with level threes are in the, in the team and they're part of my coaching development team. And that's wow. on there too. We've got Austin and uh, Denise coming over. I'm really excited in 10 days to do the coaches development course with uh, four of our coaches. So the head coaches and two of the other coaches. Um, and I, I put my hand why, on my why heart. Haven't you tried, why haven't you tried? We're producing the best coaches that I can find in France. Hand on my heart. Um, and it's not because of the national diploma. As, as CrossFit's growing in France, do you are you aware of anybody who's doing CrossFit that might be involved with these universities? Oh yeah, with these programs, loads, loads. So is it is it are are we starting to infiltrate? Yeah, the, the curriculum. They're now even they're now even. So we get contacted by schools saying, can we uh, can we bring our kids in to do a CrossFit session, or can you can you give an initiation session on CrossFit to our to our coaches? And these are guys that are about to obtain the the the, the, diploma. Uh, the diploma. They'll come in and they can't move. They don't know how to move, let alone teach, right? They, they wouldn't even be able to demonstrate one-fifth of the movements. Here's the problem, uh, right, Dyson, that right. I see. They're, they're not going to go away because they're politically entrentched and they're, they're a huge coalition. They're like, they're the, strong they're like the fucking mob. Yeah. And, and what you'll find is so, um, some of these schools are paid for by guys like, um, you know, Les Mills. Yep. So there's a school in France. That's the, the owner of the Les Mills franchise in France oh. owns a school. Um, uh uh, Christoph is, is the guy's name, uh, and and it's it's a it's a well reputed school. I won't talk badly about the school. It's, it's a good school and it's produced some good coaches. Well, it's like you said, they don't they but don't mean they don't mean bad. They don't mean bad. No, they just don't know. They just yeah, they're ignorant. Well, in this country, they mean bad. Well, just they, so you know, there's there's well, they there's, mean bad there's soda pop money they, in it. There's for, for me, they're going to yeah. take you backwards. Right, right, yeah. right. So this system was good 40 years ago when nothing existed. When I mean CrossFit was a uh, an uh, itch on on Greg's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that's yeah, when the system balls. came out. He has, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has, he has, I like the, the way he acts. I like he had, the gesture. Shared a couple. Of <laughs> the way he acts, he must have huge balls. <laughs> An unrelenting pursuit of the truth. So, uh, I I would invite, you know, when a when a 
politician wants to change legislation in a the country, they normally look at what's been done elsewhere. So Macron, before changing legislation now, he's doing huge, huge change in France that's needed. He looked at Iceland, he looked at Ireland, he looked at the States, he looked at Australia, he looked at the UK. Um, take this seriously. Take it as seriously as any change. Change in economic policy, in uh, immigration policy, in security, in health, um, uh, because it is it is that important. Um, you know. You just Does everyone in France know his story? Who, Greg's? No. Who's? Uh, what's your president's name? Oh, Macron. Macron. Uh, I don't think they know half the story. I could say some shit, but I would I would get shot before I get past border control. I mean, it's pretty. It's a. Um, do you know his story? No. I would, uh, well. Feel, please jump in anywhere. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go tell, it, go I'm tell a little piece. I know you like him because you had his photo up the other day. Did I? With his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking oh, yeah, about yeah, elegant yeah, she yeah, is. And yeah, 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 yeah. So this guy um, is in high school and he's banging one of his teachers. He's a student, a pupil, right? Yeah. I mean, that would be seriously, seriously bad in some countries. Oh, yeah. Here, here you get. Here you get famous and you go to jail. In France, you get high fives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, and he loves her. Yep. And his mom says, "No, no, 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 no. <laughs> you may not. You may not sleep with the professor." And does she pull him out of the school? Oh, something like that. But he continues anyhow. And he tells her, "Yeah, you can't stop me." Maman, this is love. <laughs> Flash forward 20 years, he's married to her. He's the president of France, and she's the first lady. Yep. And she's pretty, she's smoking, but she's 20 years his senior. Yeah. And he said, you know, he said uh, publicly that um, he's only ever loved two women in his life his mom and his wife. And that's hats off because the only other people I know like that are my parents. They've been married for 51 years, man. And um, that's, yeah. that's. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah. yeah. There, there are a lot of other stories, but... Uh, we, do you, do you we, know him? We, no, 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 no. You never trained him? No, I, I, I'd get hit by his motorcade. Um, <laughs> what's he do? Does he stay fit? Does he have any... Does he talk fitness at all? Nope. No? Nope. Um, th but there is a big movement now that's run by one of his ministers. You know, France have got the Olympics in 2024, right? So um, that's going to be really big and should create opportunities for uh, GPP and, and programs like, like CrossFit. Um, and so he's got a minister now who's really pushing uh, this manger bouger, which is eat healthily and move well. So coming back to your your hater earlier, mm. eat healthily and move well. It's not just eat healthily, um, right? And uh, wow, so the the moving part is is there they are. Yeah, the moving part is um, uh, is becoming more and more important. Um, and this is where we have a Must very have his diploma. Yeah, you got to have your diploma. <laughs> um, but this is what this is where I think. We can do something. I, 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 I have big faith in our ability to lobby, um, to to really affect the health industry in France, um, and to lobby schools and universities. And it's starting, you know. Um, and it will come. Yeah, maybe from the top. Maybe you know we get Greg over. And uh, if Greg, if you're watching this, please come to France, and we'll get you in front of 200 doctors and some some politicians, and we'll get you in front of. Uh, uh, university professors, um, but please, and and so lobby from the top, but also from the bottom up. You've got 400 and now probably 460 affiliates that that need to do this lobbying locally. So local politicians, your local town hall, your 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 mayor and and their assistants, um, the schools. You've got to you, we've got to go out towards um, every box has school teachers 
in its walls. And we've got to go out to the local medical community. Every box has physios, nurses, doctors, surgeons, uh, ed soignant, you know, uh, helpers. Um, and and that is how we're gonna we're gonna uh, make this big change. Hey, is Diane, we we have a huge part. We have a huge role in that too. In terms of you mean in terms of translation and yeah, making and something, making some, localized content. At some point, I want to I want to get back to something. <clears> but, but like we have a huge part in that, right? Like because you've explained, we've been talking for an hour or so, a couple of different times that the biggest the biggest issue is there's a lot of really amazing people involved yep. in CrossFit and the movement who are even running gyms some amazing don't yeah. have all the ammo that, that that is available to them yep. and it's because we need to be doing more and we are we're, we're hustling we're working I mean, on it how, but how hard we, is it for an affiliate owner who owns a mom and pop shop and he's got very little time to go to a town hall and speak to the mayor and the local director of the school right. Right. and explain how important CrossFit right. is in, in, in the solution for health and for educating your kids. Yeah. How easy it is to show that video of Greg and, oh my God, that's the, that's the issue and the, and the solution is so simple. And it's all just wrapped up in one, right. one video. Um, and that's where you have a big role to play. Exactly. And that, you know, that earlier I asked, you know, are we infiltrating the people involved in these universities running these health programs? Progressively, but by luck. And, and but 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 I think like of course we're not impacting that the way that we could, because there's not a mu there's not enough of our information available to them yeah. to to wow them and yeah. provide that light bulb moment like holy shit, these guys have it figured out yeah. right and so, you know and that and that's why we're we're working I, I, uh, full steam ahead like Sebon said earlier getting that information translated and translation and making localized content. Yep, we are. And you know this, you know. I'm I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. We're actively looking for people who are storytellers yep. Yep. in your country. I mean, to participate in the CrossFit media. Uh, we, we spoke yeah, what's, about what's, what's uh, Jean Luc. He's is, awesome. Is is um, working on a guy. We, we'd been working with him for the boxes, and we we want to we want to throw down in France. Um, that this guy has been filming and doing some video for for the last like six years, and uh, managed to get him in contact with Tyson, and he's going to be producing uh, content in French. Um, which is which is great, and it's not content about amazing athletes. It's content about, I mean, I, I could I could make you cry now talking about Murad, who's a who's an athlete up in up in uh, uh, Calais, and he was shot in the leg um, when he was in his twenties, early twenties, by separating a guy who was beating his girlfriend up uh, by a, a bus stop, and the guy pulled a gun, shot him in the leg, and but you don't his. have guns in your country. Uh, officially, no. The only ones who do are bad guys, right? Um, Oh, actually, you can. You, there is legislation where you can go and you go to a gun range and you yeah. do a certain number of hours and stuff. But that that happens there, huh? He was yeah. shot. He wow, was shot okay. in the leg. He had his leg amputated, and I met him uh, two years ago. And uh, talking to this guy, he, he's 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 brilliant. And um, I said, "How do you get into CrossFit?" And he just said, "Well, um, I, I was sitting in a car park, and I." I'd heard about it, and I was desperate, desperately unhappy. For 15 years, I'd hidden away in my apartment, thinking that I couldn't be a valuable part of society. So socially, he'd been isolated. Uh, mentally, he'd been destroyed by, by this accident of life, right? Uh, so not just physically, but mentally as well. Um, and I sat in the car park, and I watched this box operate, and I watched the coach coach from my car, and I was <coughs> crying. I, uh, I was crying because I knew I, I needed to, but I didn't there. And the box owner came out and grabbed him. Um, and said, "Hey, man, you know." And then he said, oh, "Wow." Cool. Uh, said, "Yeah, we'll 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 work something out." 
and the box owner, uh, and I can't remember which box it is, I'm, I'm really sorry, and I apologize to the box owner because he did a, a really You'll amazing be getting job. It. You'll be getting I'll be getting some stick. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so Murad now is, I mean, he's training six times a week, he's lost like 25 kgs, um, he's an inspiration to so many other um, adaptive uh, athletes in France. Um, he gets invited to all the throwdowns and 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 battles, and uh, because he's he's just it just speaks volumes. Um, and he said that the CrossFit had saved his life, not because I lost weight and so I wasn't going to die. It's, you saved my life because I wasn't living anymore. I was becoming more, more and more of a recluse. He reintegrated back into society. There was only one way to go from there, right? It was right. Uh, pills, and then uh, you know a slippery slope. And the box had uh, enabled him to to come back into society, and cool. uh, that story. That, that story could be repeated tens, hundreds of thousands of times throughout France. Not from someone who's had their leg amputated, but maybe someone who's not so happy with how they look and feel, and so they, they hide away a little bit, they go and get some comfort food, and it just gets worse and worse. Um, and so that's the fight we have to fight now in France, is, is for that health space. Saying earlier that the, the milieu of the fitness, um, we're there, we're implanted, um, we, we, we own it. Um, our haters are becoming now um, uh, 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 no one is uh, saying that there's fitter. There's a, no one's suggesting that there's a way to get fitter other than CrossFit. Show us, right? Show That's us, the way a, show us, and we'll do it because we're right. if it if it pays the money, if it gives us a result, right. we'll do it, right? Like right. I said, we're, we're the prostitutes of fitness, right? Um, if it pays the money, we'll do it. So you take your like you that. you go to London, you take your O one, you yep. have these aha moments, yep. you come back to your corporate headquarters, you say. This is the way. Let's start doing something with CrossFit. They say, um, Mr. Chaffee. you got fever. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, you've got fever. Um, go and you, sell some memberships. <laughs> you go back and sell memberships, and then you go back to your wife, and you say, hey, man, you need to take your L1 and then no, and see if you get brainwashed like I did. She, she saw that I wasn't uh, – she knew that I wasn't happy in, 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 in the job, and um, – They'd offered me uh, a transfer to Asia to go and work in Asia. And we flew out to Asia to have a look at the country that I would be working in and stuff. And uh, it was a great environment, great location, great package, pay, expat package with a gardener, driver. I mean, it's like, you know, geez, what a, what a way to bring up your kid, right? Um, and uh, I said to her, I'm not going to take the job. What do you think? And she said, I don't think you should take the job either. Um, she didn't want to live so far from Europe. And I just didn't. I, it's not by changing geographical area that I'm solving the, the the problem. The problem is I don't believe in the product anymore. Um, and so whether it's Europe, the UK, Australia, or Asia, I I don't. I that that core belief is just not there anymore. And I was talking to everybody about CrossFit, and it just seemed obvious. And I had said, you gone into an affiliate at this point? Uh, in France, um, I'd, I'd visited two that had just opened. But um, you took your L1 before you ever even went to an affiliate. Yeah. Awesome. Because there wasn't one near me. Yeah. Um, and, 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 <laughs> P, and anyone who's listening, there's nothing wrong with that. That's like a, that's there's there's nothing wrong. The, I, I went to my, I went to my L1 before I yeah. ever went to an affiliate. Even like, with the, the fourteen thousand yeah. affiliates yeah. around the world, every weekend on the L1s, you know, the the flow must say, okay, you know, who who's who who's been crossfitting for more than two years? Who's been crossfitting for more than six months? Who's never crossfitted before today? And there'll always be. One or two one, people, one guy, yeah. and hats off, you know. And, and you're the guys who look after the most because you know you, shit, yeah. you know you guys are you guys are uh, are taking a, a an educated risk, right? Um, and um, so basically, the conversation was, well, what do we do now? Because I don't have this belief. I I, I believe in CrossFit. I'm talking to everyone about CrossFit, and I said I'd like to open a, a local, open a small box down in Bordeaux, do something near the house. 
50, 50 members, 50 athletes, and our coach. And uh, you can you can you can look after the memberships and the administration, and I'll do the coaching. How about that? And she said, okay, if you want to do that, um, I trust you. Do it. And I said, but it's going to take all our savings, right? So I had like I don't know, I had like seventy five thousand euros out of like a hundred thousand bucks or something. And I said, I'll I'll invest that and and we'll do this. I I, shit, I hope it works. We got a you know we got a little kid and we need we need this to happen. Um, and she said, okay, go. Yeah, that's a scary first step, no doubt. So uh, I was organizing to leave the company that I was with, and then I received a phone call from. Um, a guy working for Reebok in France and I have no idea I mean it's like I don't know one of those unexplainable deals yeah you know uh, Ronda Burn the secret right you know if you, if you send out positive vibes and you know it'll come back to you right think of what you want and um, I didn't know this guy but I, I'd been uh, I'd, I'd done a circuit and I'd been working on some uh, some fitness conventions when I was younger and and, and fitter and doing yeah, step in front of a thousand women screaming and all this kind of stuff, which is always always good when you're young and single. And um, that should be another podcast. <laughs> should, should be, yeah, yeah. Did you ever get naked um, on the podium? No, but uh, afterwards, afterwards, possibly. It, so it, I, it my could, memory, I can't recall. It could have happened. <laughs> it's a blur. <laughs> it's a blur. Um, it's a blur because my my current girlfriend might be watching this. Right. Um, <laughs> and does she speak English? Uh, sufficiently to okay. yeah, sufficiently she to knows know what I'm. She probably, knows naked. We're probably gonna yeah. subtitle this whole thing. So, you can <laughs> it, so she's gonna get it either way. Oh, God. Okay, so someone uh, from Reebok gives you a call. It says, "Hey, you know, we we hear you're resigning from from Fitness First. Um, come up to Paris and have lunch with me and the 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 MD, managing director for France for Reebok." And I said, "Well, no, listen, you know, I'm I'm leaving a big group." because um, I want to do my own project I, I don't want to work for a brand I just want to I just want to go and coach and I want to do something that I really believe in and this I really believe in I said well actually you know it's, um, it's what we want to talk to you about I didn't know at the time Reebok and, and CrossFit hadn't announced yet the, the, the deal right Yeah. so for me it was still Adidas and I knew Adidas owned Reebok but, and so I went up to Paris for lunch and the guy said so you want to open a box I said yeah well we want you to, we want you to open a box I said what the fuck are you talking about so well, we've actually just signed a ten-year deal, ten-year deal with CrossFit, and uh, um, we one of part of the deal is that we will um, have coaches in place to to talk CrossFit and to 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 be the public face and image and and ambassadors, and, and ambassadors, yeah. Um, and part of that is you know we would like to have boxes branded with Reebok on. And I said, yeah, but I, I don't want to work for. I, I play, you know, I like you. I like your your kicks and your trainers and stuff. That's cool, but yeah, the RBK stuff's a bit dodgy. But yeah. <laughs> um, and they said, well, we're bringing out a new line. It's going to be the CrossFit line and all this kind of stuff. And I said, oh, that's great. Yeah, congratulations for you, but no. So I said no. And then they came back again. I said, listen, you know, it'll be your business. Um, you open the box. You take the risk. You pump your money in. Uh, we'll help with some communication because we've got a we've got a whole year's worth of events and communication and ads and all this kind of stuff talking about CrossFit and that will obviously help you. I say, yeah, okay, well, cool, well, okay. If you want, I'll put the Reebok logo on the box down in Bordeaux. I don't give a shit, you know. So we'll we'll do handstand push-ups on it and we'll rip the logo off within a few weeks anyhow. So right. that's good. Uh, right, right. And they said, no, no, we need. Damn, you, you really were a CrossFitter through and through <laughs> from the beginning. We, we need you to come to Paris and do it. And I'm saying, no, I'm, I, I've done Paris. I'm down in Bordeaux, near the coast, near the mountains. Go skiing in the winter. Go and stick on my budgie smugglers in the summer. Um, <laughs> I, you Paris, do. You rock a. Uh, you rock the speedo. Tight, 
Nice. Tight. I checked your Instagram. I didn't see any speedo shots. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. No comment. Um, No, no, no. Speedos. No, no, no. I I, I just wear Reebok uh, shorts, man. And then I go commando. Let it swing. All right. Um, And uh, can we say, can we talk about? Yeah, we can. can. All right. Anything goes, right? Okay. And unsafe um, room. So we, we, we end up with a Reebok saying, listen, we'll help you find a location in the center of Paris. You finance it. And, and Which is crazy because yeah. real estate in, for, in Paris is our rent is is yeah it's it's heavy it's heavy it's uh, uh, if you want numbers we're paying twenty seven thousand euros a month rent okay so it's a brand statement wow more uh, than a, yeah it's a, well we we still carry the Reebok name um, but the business is totally m- my responsibility and liability yeah yeah um, and we have a Reebok store above. Uh, I think the that's box. the most expensive rent I've heard. I, I just heard Fifth Ads has got to be Fifth Ads has got to be expensive, right? Right. I just heard. Uh, I just spoke to an affiliate owner in New York City, and they told me that their rent is forty thousand a month, which is Jeez. probably that's more expensive than us. Are you sure? Isn't twi- well, isn't a euro 1. two to one? Oh, no, it is one point two. I think. Yeah. Oh, we're kicking your ass. Yeah, yeah. I think it's about one point two. Wow. So yeah, we'll, we'd be like mid mid thirties, thousand dollars a month. Okay, um, that's insane. And I was like, I was like, oh my god, like, okay. So with that sort that's of rent, some stressful shit. With that sort of rent, how many how many members, you know, and, and athletes do we need to get through the doors, right? How many people do we need to give service to? How big does our community need to be? Uh, big, big. And uh, then it's how many how many classes do we need to give? And um, I was watching Jason Ackerman's podcast number two the other day. Which is really good, by the way. And I commented on it, and no one answered my comment. Where did you comment in in on social media? Yeah, you have to say something to really piss me off for me to comment. I uh, know it was a very nice comment. Oh, then fuck, that then was, fuck you. Those was are dime a dozen. Message or just a comment? <laughs> it was a comment saying oh. that uh, Jason Ackerman's second podcast. If you haven't watched it, do so. Yeah, thank you for reposting that. That yeah, was really yeah. cool of you. Uh, oh, uh, okay. You didn't answer me because I actually. Oh no, I did. I did it in English as well. Look, I wrote it in French and in English. <laughs> um, I noticed you do that a lot on your Instagram. That's really cool, by the way. Hey, you know, you know who that falls on? Who? The, Matt Bishop. The man, the man Matt Bishop. Dude, also, I've stolen his. The seat. golfer. I mean, even oh, when he's doing a podcast, man. he's got a club in his hand. Yeah. Like, okay. Just being exposed. Um, you're not doing his job. But I wrote that, and I, tr- I truly believe it. That, that that was one of the best podcasts. If you if you are thinking of owning an affiliate or you do own an affiliate, listen to that podcast because he talks. I mean, I just recognized so many truths in what he was saying. And um, so we're about to open the box. And it's like, holy shit, uh, how many members do we need? We lose the location anyhow, like two days before. So um, I went, I, I, I'd, I'd employed head coach. Uh, wait, wait, what was that last thing you said? You did what? We lost the location. Oh, shit. So I was supposed to get the keys on the Friday to start the works on the Monday. So uh-huh. we had, we had the, the demolition company lined up. We had everybody lined up. And it was actually LVMH who owned Yves Saint Laurent and all this kind of stuff. They were going to be on the first floor and up. LV? L- L- LVMH is the company that owns a huge number of luxury brands. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, Bar- Barneau. Uh, What's his name? Barneau. Arnaud, Arnaud no. Uh, he doesn't. Yeah, he owns. He owns uh, LVMH. He's the, he, yeah, yeah, he's the guy. Wow. Okay. So, so that's, that's, that's good company. So on the Friday, I go to pick up the keys and the guy says, I'm not giving you the keys. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, well, because they've just come back to us and they want the whole building. And I said, yeah, we signed a, we signed a lease. He goes, I don't give a fuck. You can sue us because the money they're going to pay us for your space, pff, I don't give a... Don't give a <laughs> I'm like, I, I think they're the biggest owner of luxury brands in the world. Yeah. yeah. 
and it wasn't it wasn't like them they own like Kubasie and it like was the landlord yeah, okay, the, right. the landlord uh, yeah I don't blame of, him either they're a bunch of seants called Unibai so if you work for them you're working for a seant seant is basically not a, it's not an animal under the sea mm-hmm. just add the sea to the ant and you got what it is oh wow okay um, and so we lost the location on the Friday and we were supposed to be starting the demolition and the pre-sales on the Monday and I was in a world of shit because I'd hired four people, so I was paying salaries already. And I had like. Were you living in in Paris? And, oh, you'd already moved. A, yeah, yeah, I rented a small flat in Paris. Uh, moved up the misses, um, my son, and two guys from Bordeaux who were coming to work for me as well. And so we're all living in the same flat. So it was like a. And so we, we ended up. Where to go? Commune. Yeah. So we ended up with um, in front of the elevator. So if you know Parisian apartment blocks, they've got these small elevators that you get claustrophobia in, and you've got this windy staircase that goes around the elevator. And in front of the elevator, uh, I don't know. That's me. Found it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what, I did see that? that comment. That was beautiful. Oh, look at Thank that. You. Look at that photo. How do you get that photo? What? The, the, I don't know. What it looks like was. AJ from Reebok. Doesn't even look like you, Daniel. Okay. Hold this story. Yep. Right where we're at is you're just about to open your mega box in Paris. Yep. And we lose it. Lost the lease. And you lose it. Yep. Let's take a quick commercial break. Okay, is that a pee break? <laughs> Fuck. Is that because you're, you're like... Because you've both got shaky legs. Who needs to go for the pee? When you, yeah. start, <laughs> when you start seeing me do this, I got to take a piss. You're, you're tying a knot in it. Yeah. Otherwise. Um, we'll take a quick commercial break. Done. I'll be right back. We now return to your regular programming. Did they invite you to the trainer seminar? Um, nope, nope. I was left out in the cold on that one. Huh. <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm taking a, I'm taking a, a test. Um, I don't know where these came from. I don't know if Jonathan Haynes ordered these or if Tia sent them, but this is her new book. They are everywhere. It's awesome. They are everywhere. I mean, um, you mean in this office or just everywhere on the no, planet? No, I've got, I've got friends in 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 France that have they've ordered it as well already, um, and it's supposed to be a pretty good read. Well, I, I want to say that, and I'm, I'm not even, I'm not really friends with Tia. I mean, I don't really know her that well, but I love the way the cover feels. It's probably one of the best feeling. And I love how. Just the size of it. I love the size of it. It's, I mean, it's, 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 uh, she's young. It doesn't need to be 800 pages. It's 187 pages. Let her next book be 300 pages. And um, it has pictures, like good pictures. Like this is really really cool. She killed it. Yeah, I don't I don't follow many athletes on social media, but she is one of the few um, because she's a, a, a very real person. I mean, there's like a there's a photo of her on an airdyne pedaling on the day of her marriage uh, while she was drying her hair. Right, she was <laughs> and yeah, she, yeah she, she's she just seems like a really nice, down to earth, grounded person. She seems she's awesome. very down to earth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, s- someone someone DM me and said, uh, "How come in the movie um, we hear from the spouses of the female athletes, but we don't hear from the spouses of the male athletes?" And it got into accusing us of being sexist and not letting the female athletes speak. I spoke to a husband really? at the games. <laughs> you wow. should see the DMs. Again. People just see what they want to see, man. It's fucking. Hey, nuts. Shane. Shane stole the show in the movie. Yeah, he's such a good dude. Have you seen? There you yet? go, more of your sexist yet? shit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, they they came we by need the to box. Let Shane speak. He's a good dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they came by the box and pass. And um, sometimes you get some games athletes that kind of you know they expect the box to kind of like you know roll out the carpet and all this kind of stuff. And uh, Shane, Shane, they just jumped in classes, man. You know, That's and awesome. and the members didn't even know that they were training next to the fittest woman on. She she would just won the games, right? That is awesome. And uh, they were just 
they're awesome. just there training and just really nice and they couldn't be they couldn't have given more time so they had 30 people want photos they were taking 30 photos um, it wasn't oh no sorry you know or let's do a group shot or no they were just yeah that's cool that so was really that nice was, well, cool. That, that was that. right after the uh, right after the invitational yep they went straight mm -hmm. from Melbourne yep to yeah. I just saw this my story so far that's cool yeah it's a there's great more touch. to come there you go there's the more to come book, she's alluding to it also yeah it's a great photo too yeah. okay This baller Barno kicks you to the curb. Him yep. and the landlord are like, sorry, you don't have enough. Your 37,000 euros aren't enough to rent this place. Yep. Even though you've already hired the staff, you're ready to do the build out the gym. It was going to be a 7,000 square foot box was what it was going to be in the center of Paris. Wow. And we end up with nothing. So we'd... Reebok comes to the rescue and gives you 200,000 euros. No. Oh. Um, they, they do help us. They uh -huh. help us find a temporary location, which was a shop. Um, on Etienne Marcel so it was uh, 90 square meters so 900 square feet more or less so it's pretty small on two levels so split so oh, it's like wow. uh, how the fuck are we going to make this work do you have the bottom level uh, no, 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 no. Double whammy. Two levels and you don't have the bottom uh, level. Th this is complicated because the building also is like 300 years old right I wow. want a te I want a temporary space for my box like I want a temporary wife yeah not not I don't want to set up a box and right. no, knowing that I have so, to move but, it. So much but we'd, we'd announced, yeah. we announced, we'd announced that we were coming, right? right. So this is the box as it is now. Um, so you got, you got the, the, the store on the ground floor, and then you go down this windy staircase. We're in the minus one and minus two, which is pretty cool. Oh, so you are on the bottom floor. Oh, this is the new, this is the final the location. Oh, the, okay. The, sorry, the, sorry. So Eric's the, showing the wrong picture. The, the first location, if you go to uh, Etienne Marcel, and it's saying it's <laughs> number... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric. No, about it, about Eric, go to uh, mcdonalds.com. Go to, go to, go to, I, I think he said mcdonalds.com. <laughs> and it's on Marcel. It's in Marcel. I spell that. Are those letters from the? Are those letters you said? Yeah. yeah, we we had a we had a six month temporary lease. Okay. In and, a three hundred year old building. Yeah, and um, and it was a tiny space, and so we started selling uh, memberships, and um, we were lucky because in the time it took it took us six weeks to find this location after we lost the first one. And in those six weeks, we did sessions in a park. So, Schonmars, underneath the Eiffel Tower, there's a gardens behind yeah, it. And, yeah. Um, the first. Could the you pull that off now with the new security? Uh, it'd be tough. It'd be very tough. Uh, we'd probably get shot, I'd imagine. Um, Pulling out big old steel bars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that look like pipe bombs uh, or some you would, shit. It was. Uh, we were the we were the gypsies of CrossFit um, because the equipment was in the hall of the apartment. So we had like uh, 10 Olympic bars, uh, five ladies bars, no training bars. We had like maybe 10 PVCs and we had some discs. We had some war balls and some ab mats and some kettlebells, but not very heavy kettlebells. Right? It was all sitting in the and apartment. That was it. And it was in the apartment because we had nowhere to put it. And we were doing once a week, we did a session in a park. And to get the equipment from the apartment to the park. It was a workout in itself. You can, you can rent small electric cars. Right? Well, I didn't have a car. So we were renting a small electric car and we'd, we'd whip down underneath the apartment. We're filling the, the elevator with, the, with, the, with, the, with the, the equipment. That sounds scary. And we'd, we had to go three times to the park because the cars are so small. So we'd stick in some bars and drive off, empty the bars. And we'd do that once a week. And we, the first session we did, we had 26 people. We put it on Facebook. Instagram, I didn't even know what Instagram was. Facebook, I'd only discovered the year before. We put it on Facebook. We had 26 people. And they were mainly um, first responders. So they'd be police, firemen. Um, a couple of the guys that came for the first session are working for me now. And um, did you ever get anyone from the French Foreign Legion? 
Oh, yeah, we've had some guys with Foreign Legion. Really? Yeah, we have guys from... They don't have to go back to jail when they get out? <laughs> no, they're not, they're, not all, they're not all ex-cons. Um, some of them are just running uh, away from... Oh, you're ruining it for me. Running you're away from life. Oh, yeah, but yeah. they all do have some shady something. Uh, but, no, I, I think oh, we had even, even if when they go in, they don't have something that's, that's screwing them up. When they come out, they've got something screwing them up. Oh, okay, good. Um, okay, I'll go with that. And the... the um, so we had 26 people in the first session. We did that for six weeks. After six weeks, on the sixth week, we had 150 people pitch up. Hold on, sorry. Wow. Back to the French Foreign Legion. Isn't it true that they're like they're just like expendable, right? Yeah. They like just go do the worst of the worst shit. Yeah. They do duty. They're like those um, bomber planes that only have enough gas to drop the bomb and not bring the pilot yeah. home. Yeah. They lose. They lose uh, some very good men. Yeah. There's there's there's, there's yeah. guys from all over. Yeah. Other other militaries that you've got ex U.S. special leave. forces that'll yeah, be like you got ex British you got, got out yeah. and went Eastern Europeans one of my sergeants, actually yeah yeah Eastern yeah. Europeans Americans yeah, yeah. go to the French Foreign Legion yeah that that is it is it mysterious yeah yeah I mean they they'll be sent for the missions that the <laughs> government don't want to recognize and stuff and yeah because a lot of them are foreign right so they can take it take them out of their uniform and they could be from any country so. Right. That's cool that you guys have that. That makes for good movies. Okay, sorry. So the second class had how many? No, uh, by the sixth week, we had like 150 people pick, pitch up. So I On that lawn behind the Eiffel yeah, Tower. Yeah, yeah. And we, we did team trainings. I mean, I, the workouts... Can you pull up a picture of the Eiffel Tower? Weren't the best designed workouts, but it was like, shit, you know, we've got 150 people booked in. How do we get them? What the it? fuck yeah. can we do with 150 people? Um well, it's a, it's a huge lawn. It's a lot of space. It's a great place to work out. But man, the tourists that was uh, the tower that insane. was picnic Tuileries. Oh, there's Sandro Elenic, um, Gilles. Uh, oh yeah, um, this is yeah. Uh, there's Seb. Uh, oh yeah, I mean the coaches are, the coaches are, are in there. And this, so this is this is coming from from uh, a couple of years back. But we had we had sessions from years before then. That would be that's actually a picture not from 2016. That's a picture from 2013. And that's a picnic we do uh, in the summer. We get some of the guys out for picnics and stuff. And um, so it was word of mouth by the sixth week. The yeah. sixth week, yeah. those and those twenty six people had said, "Hey, man, you got to come with me." And keep coming, keep take coming, and asshole. bringing friends and all this kind of stuff. And what we were doing was, uh, in order for you to take part, all you had to do was just um, send us uh, your name, telephone number, email address, and you were booked in. And then when you you came, we're we're name tagging you like a level one, right? It's like you got one hundred and fifty people pitch up, and you got like we had like ten coaches. And I got to admit, not all of them had their level one. You brought um, fifty name tags. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, we had enough. Name. We knew how many people were pitching up. So, and this and is exhilarating for you. There it is. There it is. There's oh, the wow. So, as you can see, the lawn is protected. So, for us to go on the lawn, we had to, we had to know what we we're doing. And we said, listen, if the park please come, um, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll sort it out. You guys just keep training, and we'll, we'll kind of like bullshit our way. And we had uh, a lot of uh, coppers, a lot of police. Um, within us, uh, w w within our team, um, who were helping us coach these sessions and stuff, and they would be our, they would be our, you know, the, the, the defense, right? They were the yeah. defense, right? So the coach was like the quarterback, and he had to be defended so he could keep the session going. Right. Look layers, at you. These layers of defense okay. to save the coach. What occurred? That was a nice metaphor for American yeah. listeners. Thank you. No, my pleasure. My pleasure. I try and be multicultural. And um, oh, and so, <laughs> um, so that was where. We, we'd been doing that for six weeks and we'd grown our database. So I can remember, I can't remember if it was Jason who was talking about how did you market the first box. We did the same as him. It was like free sessions, just come and train. And then when we got the small location. And this was exhilarating for you. It was exciting. Because it was a little bit of a depressing time. But it was very tough because Stressful there was, you there was no revenue. Here. I was yeah. paying some salaries. I was looking desperately for a location and that's where I had some Reebok support to find the location. 
Um, but I was running out of money. Did the police ever come during these six yeah. sessions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And were you able to fight them off until you finished? Yeah, yeah. And um, the the we even got some of the guys who were harassing us to come and join us afterwards for the next oh, sessions and stuff. Awesome. And so it was all you know. Um, we get the police up. And you can't see, smoke here. Want to hit? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was that was sort of it. But yeah, but this is. It's like I, I would go, guys, come on, man. We know we're not doing any harm to anybody. We're doing good, right? We're we're getting people. We're, we're not letting our dog shit here. We're not we're not throwing rubbish. We'll, we'll look out as we. Did and people so, step in dog shit during those early workouts? Oh yeah, rolling it, um, sniff it, lick it. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> it sounds was, like it a rap. All, it was sounds like a rap of, song. It was all part of the. <laughs> yeah, us up, face down, and it was all it was all part of the the. Um, I'd say the human experience. Yep. And that was, it was, it wasn't so much about the workout. It was getting people together who wanted to have a good time, and it was all about the human experience. So, what we didn't know in terms of programming and in terms of coaching, because if I looked at me back then, I'd be going, "Oh my God, what a shit coach!" Right? Um, because you don't know what you don't know at the time. It takes years of sitting next to Matt Evans and Carl Stedmans and 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 uh, you know Bosmans and, uh, and and listening to to, to right. experience and picking up pieces. At the time, we didn't know what we didn't know, but we thought we were pretty fucking good. But you were building community. But we were building community. And, and it was, so it was all about this human experience. So learning the and names. And even though you would one. look back and say it's a shit coach, unequivocally, you at were time, making people's lives better. better. That's right. Yeah. And, and we were, at the time then, we were leading a revolution in the fitness, in the fitness industry. Uh, we and the other box owners who had opened boxes around France. So you had Montpellier, you had Lyon, uh, Bordeaux. Were, uh, and you had um, uh, Toulouse. You had a box in Toulouse with uh, Alberic. Um, and then there was a community that was being built in Paris as well called the Addicts as well, which is another community. And, and there was Joachim who was helping us on these sessions. So he was coming over to help us on these sessions. And these communities here were uh, doing what they could with the information they had, which was basically level one. Was was it? Yeah. And, and you, you you know, tell me something, I'll remember 10%, right? Uh, show me something, I'll remember 20. Make me do it, I might remember 50. And so we're maybe doing with 10% of what the level one uh, content was. We were giving what we could. Um, but we built our database. So when we had this location, small as it was, and not at all adapted to what people would call a, a, a box, uh, it had a spiral staircase made out of glass. Upstairs was a small location. We had two workout spaces the size of this place here. Um, this office, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, and we had a we had a, a pull up rig that was an aluminium bar that had been welded. We had a, a local welder come in, and uh, he hadn't done such a good job. He left bits of metal that had solidified, oh, so you were ripping your hands. <laughs> and I was up there with sandpaper trying to sand out the. Oh man! And so it wasn't it wasn't uh, made to measure box, right? It was a box that you have to try and get the best out of. Um, but I tell you what, the trainings we did in there were the most fun I have ever had. And the community is amazing, and a lot of those uh, um, first members are still with us. And we did a we did a, um, a founder member a membership, which is cheaper than what it was going to be afterwards. Um, so a lot of those guys are still paying the cheap membership. I've never increased a membership price in in six years um, for them. Chris Cooper. Yeah, whatever whatever you sign the deal on is what you'll have for life as long right. as you stay with us. You've increased the membership fees. Yep. but not for, for the new guys coming. But once you're grandfathered in. Listen, if you join at 90 euros, you'll stay at 90 euros. If you're here for 15 years, you're still paying 90 euros. But the, and that's part of, uh, also it helps, uh, if you're thinking, oh shit, you know, I'm a bit busy at the moment, or God, you know, my wife is about to give birth again. Well, you're not going to leave, because right. you're like, fuck, this dude's coming four years after me, he's paying 150 bucks a month. Right, so right. Sure you. So um, we, had, we had over 400 names on this database, and our first 150 members came from the people who'd worked out with us in the park. How, qu how quickly did you have 400 names? Uh, for na names in six weeks. 
Wow. Was the database, and then uh, Sophie, my ex, and these two other guys started calling them, inviting them in uh, for trial sessions at the location. In, 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 wow. uh, not to take anything away from Daniel, but in the largest city, in the sure. third largest yeah. country yeah. in Europe. Yeah. It, it, the, the demand is there. 20, um, two and a half million sure. people proper and like 12 million in the oh, region, it's, right? It, yeah, it's you, massive. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's New York City. Your, your, box, is, your box is the honeypot. How, how sexy can you make the honeypot? You want the bees to come. Right. How, and, and so we went talking. Shit, Chris Cooper doesn't have anything on you. Oh, You're the man with dropping gems I, like that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> um, the, the, the business element is something I'm very lucky because of my background with Fitness First. Right. So I had some of the best leaders in, in operations, in uh, financial planning and preparation for business. Um, uh, prospecting sales, uh, management techniques, leadership, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, they sent me to business school, and and so I'm I've been very lucky. And uh, all that accumulates to give you the experience that at one point or another you, you're ready to make the leap, right? So I, the the whole project of a box, it was like the right time. I felt I had the knowledge, I had the passion and the love of CrossFit, and it was time to go and uh, I'd made a shitload of money for other people. It was time to go and make some money for myself as well. And, and, and it sounded like you wanted to do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. You realized that the fitness regiment you were doing wasn't right for you or the people. And, and my dad was an inspiration for me, and, and he still is. But he's, he's going through a very bad period of decrepitude. It's not going to get any better. Um, and it, it, He doesn't do CrossFit. Nope. He's 83, and um, he spends... If he's walking, he's with a Zimmer frame, um, and he's very often in a wheelchair. Um, and that's... What's, he's in a Zimmer frame? Oh, he oh, walks yeah. with a Zimmer oh, frame? Yeah. Oh, oh. That's a walker. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, okay. a, a walker. <laughs> Why do they call it a Zimmer frame? I think it was some dude called Anton Zimmer. I don't know. Um, Does he have tennis balls on his? Does my dad have tennis balls? I have tennis balls, so I'd imagine he has tennis balls. No, but tennis balls on his Zimmer on his no. Zimmer frame. Do you know what I'm talking about? They no. don't do that in France? What, so they don't wobble or what? So yeah, they, well, they so you can slide them. Oh, okay. Like you'll hear in the United States. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. No, he doesn't have that. He just has he just has a Zimmer frame that he that he breaks when he gets angry. Does he have wheels on? Oh yeah, there oh. it is. Look at. Yeah, there you go. Do you see the tennis balls? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'll 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 get him some tennis balls. I hadn't, I hadn't worked that one out. But um, yeah, so my my dad, who was always this uh, very powerful man, he had a construction company, big hands, was very muscular, and all of a sudden, um, not overnight, but over like a six month period, he went from walking without anything to having trouble getting up wow. and um, uh, so the de- when you know we we say that you know fitness has to be a hedge against decrepitude and, right and um, uh, you know you, CrossFit will be the best tool for you to push back uh, the the bad effects of of, of and we huh, it's not even growing old it's just growing decrepit and we right. keep thinking that growing old you then become decrepit no you don't have to become decrepit and that's that's the again the emperor's wow. the emperor's uh, new clothes right you're old, so you're decrepit. No bullshit. You're old, yeah, fact. But uh, fuck, I'm not young, right? I'm no spring chicken. But I can move as well as some 26-year-old kids. Age is not synonymous with decrepitude. It you doesn't have, have, it doesn't to, have move to move to through range of motion. It doesn't have to be at your relative intensity that's right. for that's your entire life. That's such not to derail us, but that that is such an interesting uh, thought that you you put out there. I've seen a couple of t- uh, teens programs, and some of these young kids that come in who aren't active they're not out mm-hmm. playing they're not out riding bikes you know they're they're sitting on on, on the couch on the sofa Boom. you know playing games can't lift their arms up can't get they, overhead they positions show up, yep. yeah they show up yep. to the gym i've seen it 
and they move so poorly it's crazy that's yeah. and, that's and they'll be and they'll be that's, 12 13 year old kids right? yeah totally yeah. It's yeah. crazy. That's a good. That's so our, our buddy, uh, a friend of Tyson and I who works here, told me he went to I can't remember Thailand or somewhere. I don't remember how old he was, but he couldn't even ride on the back of an elephant because the back was so broad and he didn't he have the flexibility yeah. to get his legs around it. I was like, holy shit! shit. Yeah. Like, uh, I, Greg Glassman gives a great lecture on that, but basically that the cornerstone of CrossFit is in the independence. Yeah. And that basically the the thing that's going to put you in the um, uh, nursing home. Yeah quicker than anything is you can't wipe your own ass it's the, the lack of independent living when you can't yeah. take a shit and yeah. wipe your own butt yeah. your family will be like they'll hand yeah. you off and you can't so it, in crossfit in crossfit helps you wipe your own butt and sit yeah. on the toilet i mean that's and the, the, the another th definition of crossfit we should add that to the beginning yeah. of the show being able to wipe your own butt yeah yeah and being able to stand up on your own and the crepitude doesn't come like overnight it starts with not being able to stand up like this right to then suddenly rocking a bit Right. Or pushing down or something, and then asking right. someone to help you up. Right. And uh, my father fell, broke his hip, went into hospital, spent six weeks lying down because there were some complications with the operation. He's lucky he didn't get pneumonia. He he oh, he, he actually on a, on another visit to hospital he actually caught shingles and his face blew. It's just loads of shit. And my dad's had a couple of cancers. He's had some tumors removed. He's had uh, double heart bypass. He's had like three strokes. Wow. I mean, my dad's a fighter. He's not giving up. Is he in Paris? Wow. No, he's in he's in London. He's okay. In London. Um, and my my dad will not give up. You know, he he's he's a strong man and he's got principles and you know he 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 loves his grandson. It's his only grandson, um, and he wants to see my son grow up as as long as he can. Right. But he realizes that his body is giving out. Right. And that he's not. He can't. He can't cut his own toenails. He can't put his socks on. He can't shower himself. And this is where depression comes in. So your decrepitude then has huge psychological effects. So my dad inspired me to do a lot of, a lot of good through his good, but he's inspiring me now because what I, what I'm living with my dad, what my sister is living with my dad, what my mom is living with my dad. Because the impact of this decrepitude is not just on my dad; it's on the rest of the family as well. We don't want to put him in a, a nursing home. He doesn't want to go in a nursing home. That would be an acceleration uh, that would just be dreadful. Um, so yeah, so my dad is 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 when I talk about CrossFit Health, and when I see Greg's message, it resounds uh, profoundly with me, and I get very frustrated with coaches and box owners affiliates who reduce CrossFit down to a sport. It is a sport, but it's a fuck lot more than a sport. If you if you're treating it just as a workout on a whiteboard you're not even scratching the surface of how powerful the stuff is. And I, I, I agree with Greg in that. And um, I have done for so long. And that's why I'm so happy about CrossFit Health and, and the movement towards CrossFit Health. Yeah, it's, really it's a sport by... By... Default. Yeah, I was thinking about using that one. You know, I think Greg said in the early years, you put a stopwatch to it, and now you got a race. Um... We have to come back and do a whole show on this. God, I hope we can get Greg in here to talk about it. Because it really, it's like, I don't want to take away from anyone who uses it as a sport, but really it's not, it's, it's, um, for, it's, for athletes, to, don't get me wrong, for athletes to use it as a sport, it's fine. That's, right. that's what you do, you're an athlete. Right. But an for an affiliate owner, owner yeah. right. and a coach to reduce it just down to a sport, right. you, you're talking to what, 3% of the population? Well, look not at, even look, that. Look, and you're wasting something. You're wasting something. It's like using. Yeah, you're, it's, go ahead. You're li you're yeah. limit. You're limiting 
um, everything. You're limiting, you're, you're limiting your impact on your community. You're you're limiting your financial well-being. Yep. It would be by, called by like, not, like it's really refreshing hearing you. Um, and you know, it's 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 why you're the man in France, right? Like it's it's really refreshing though to hear an affiliate owner um, acknowledge that it's the aging and the sick that have the most to gain from what you know, the knowledge that you've acquired over 30 years in the fitness business, you recognize like as an affiliate owner, I have more to gain by, by, by and, and more to give and more to give by, by, by but, acknowledging that it's the aging and the sick, the chronic disease, you know, who have the most to gain from stepping foot in, in your gym. I, I can, you know, I can understand cool. some of these young affiliates who are like early twenties, right? Uh, because Young, dumb, and full of cum. Right. And uh, I was it's where you're at. And it's where you're at. That's fine. And now that I'm in my mid-40s, and yeah, you know, um, I get some ankle pain. You know, I twisted my ankle. Fuck knows how many times playing rugby. It's, it's made out of cardboard now, you know. And uh, my back's a bit dodgy, but I can still play with my son. And so my goals in life have changed. It's not right. about being buff on the beach. It's about it's about wiping your butt till you're 83. Yeah, it's about standing up on your own. It's about being able to get down and tie your sho shoelaces with your rucksack on as you get off the plane. Yeah, it's about being able to lift up your your kid who's not weighing weighing 12 kgs anymore. He's weighing 28. It's know? the difference of the way you use your car now. Oh, let me give two car metaphors. It would be like if people said, "Hey, cars are made for racing." Yeah. Well, we, th that's less than one percent of what cars are for. Cars are for moving shit around and transport and, and ambulances and all that stuff. And it would be like, imagine what your car was, at least in the United States, when yeah. you're 16. Your car is a place to um, look for girls and Shag. fuck. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Right? And um, that's, not, that's not what it's what I use it for now. Now I pick my kids up from school, <laughs> go to the beach, we eat, you know, I bring the groceries home. Yeah. There's no shagging in it. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no trolling it, for honey. If it, it is, it's not you, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, the next, it, 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 I guess it really is like that. It's, it's, um, I don't, I don't want to degrade people who are using it, um, cars, um, NASCAR, but like if you went away tomorrow, no one would notice. Like, mm -hmm. and if CrossFit Games went away tomorrow, no one would notice. Mm -hmm. But, but if CrossFit affiliates went away tomorrow, the impact on that it, it's having now and it's going to mm -hmm. have in, in the world in terms of its health, health impact, it would be severely noticed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, and I might, I might get chastised for this. I don't think the CrossFit Games has done only good for the development of CrossFit. I think it's a worthy conversation. In particular in the non-English speaking countries. Right, um, right, because right. Because the, 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 the images of the games are so powerful um, right. that, it, that it draws that sort of affiliate owner or, or that sort of coach. Um, and the videos of uh, an overweight person who's lost uh, 50 pounds and is talking about you know how they've managed to change their life and reduce the medicine doesn't talk so much um, not as flashy here's the difficulty I couldn't agree with you more and it's a conversation we have here all the time at HQ and you, if you just look at our Instagram you can see the decision we've made yeah we've just full blown showing the chronic disease front because we feel like we can't lose the fittest front we own it mm -hmm. but every one of these miracle stories of everyday people finding CrossFit and using it to empower themselves and lose weight that we've brought into the podcast room, they all say the same thing. Hmm. I saw Rich Froning. And so as much as, as much as it's intimidating, there's, and, and as much as it may be pushing people out of affiliates by scaring them, right? Intimidating them. There's two huge things it has. It's aspirational for people. Yep. 
And um, it adds tremendous brand value because as we know, CrossFit's not easy. Like if you're not a CrossFitter, you don't wear okay. that shirt because okay. you don't want anyone to come up to you in the in the airport. I mean, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you're you're making a claim that you can do 100 burpees. I, I agree with you. But is I, – oh, I sent that one to my mom actually uh, because that gentleman is 82 if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So uh, a year younger than my dad. Nice head of hair on that. Uh, 83. So he's the same, same age as my dad. Mm-hmm. And I sent that to my mom. Um, because for me, that is aspirational. Right, right. That that one is talking far more to my mother and my father than Rich Roning. Right. Uh, my mom would love a photo of Rich Roning. Um, she's, she's, she, must have, she must have seen <laughs> Those it. Those French women. Uh, uh, English, English, English. Sorry, she's sorry, actually sorry, Welsh. Sorry. My, mom's, my mom's from the valleys. Mm-hmm. From the um, but I would... I, I apologize. Tell her I'm sorry. I, I will challenge you on that because I think... The reason they've seen a Rich Roning image is because, yeah, the games is everywhere. I mean, who hasn't seen Rich Roning? Right. Whereas Don Sandifer of Hammer CrossFit, you would have That's to go on... That's a great name, by the way, Hammer CrossFit. Yeah, you, you'd have to go on, on Instagram a couple of days ago in order to see the image of him doing a swing at uh, 83 years of age. Let me, let me say this. Would you have come to CrossFit if it weren't for the profound imagery of these amazing bodies? Is this an evolution that you personally have had? What if you would have seen just old, just old people? The, and, okay. and let me let me well, give you some Greg what, Glass. But that's in what Greg says. Right. That's what Greg says. Right. Right. We'd said forging elite fitness because it's sexy and you can work backwards from there. But you can't say forging granny fitness because it's not sexy. It's not going to attract anyone. You can't work forward. But now so we can. But now we can. Forging right? elite health. Yes. So that people stop saying, yes. "Oh no, it's only for the elite." Yes. No, it's not for the elite. It's to take it's, you towards for the what opposite. would be elite for you, yes, right? Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I I think what worked back in two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, is perhaps time to I don't. Know. You're I don't, right. I don't no. Start, no, 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 no. Hey, you are right. As an affiliate owner, you are. And a coach, you're you're like you're like six months behind me and Tyson here. Did, okay, sorry. Oh, apologies. <laughs> apologies. Sorry. No, no. This is awesome. Can I just, this is. Can I just say because yes. I, I know we've we've had a few disagreements in the last few conversations, but you look tremendously more buff in real <laughs> life. At, than than on the podcast. On the podcast, you know, it's like uh, you're wearing those jerseys to hide your body or your belly, and yeah. actually you're not. You you got no belly, man. You're looking buff. Well, that's because the jersey's working or the, <laughs> the vest. Sorry, Tyson, you about to say something interesting? No, um, that was nice though. I like what I like what you did there. Just disarm me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Now, the now, carpet now, now he doesn't have anything yeah. to say. He's good. Yeah, all no, that, no. I can't believe how handsome all, you are, Daniel. Thank you. All that, all that, all that, you know. Can you guys leave us alone? No, no. What I was gonna say is, what's What's really exciting, it, it, it's, you know, we actually spoke about this just this morning. Um, we're doing, we're evolving, right? Just like you've evolved and, and the community's evolved. Like we're evolving in the way we present information. And that we've always seen the games as a, that is our marketing. It's a it's a giant megaphone for us to deliver um, what cross, but it, but what it wasn't that in the beginning, right? It wasn't, and, but in its guys who wanted to test who's we who's, just wanted to party, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was who, our end of the year who party. Could deadlift between us, right? Yeah, right. And so, like, sure. what's what's been really cool is over the last, you know, I think there's been we've really picked up some steam in the last couple of years, but we're 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 getting better at utilizing this big flashy thing, the games, mm-hmm. um, and all the eyeballs that it draws. We're, we're we're getting better at using it to deliver core messaging. So, for example, I don't know if you, did you, I'm sure you followed the open this year. Yep. The um, the open announcement shows. Yep. Um, we 
Greg, the, the, Greg was there in every single show peppering in some core CrossFit messaging. And I, I've been in meetings the last couple of days and we've, we've been discussing with, you know, the update team and hmm. the studio crew, you know, how to take our feature content on, you know, stuff like, like Dawn and how do we interweave that into the, the games broadcast yeah. and the, you know, we've got commercials that we're in the middle of putting together uh, for this year's commercial campaign. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's leveraging the games, this flashy thing that draws all those eyeballs to, to do a better job of delivering the message that I think you're saying you want. Yeah. Well, I, 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 it's not the message I want. I think it's the message that is needed if CrossFit is to, to have the, the, the space that is it's worthy for. And that space is not just fitness. It's it's health. It's not just we should those own the health space because not, we're already the best thing out there hey, for human what, for that's human what's potential. Cool about yeah. what Greg's doing right now yeah. is he he took the forging the fitness flag and firmly planted it and on the there. planet and it's, it's not there. going anywhere. No. The last couple of years he has been on a war path yeah. of forging elite health um, the, the, you know, the Forging Elite Health campaign. He's building so an my, army of doctors. By the way, how the many my, doctors do you have in your box? Oh, uh, in Bordeaux? Yeah. I know that we've got at least seven physios. Uh, doctors, I don't know. But we, 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 um, I've got a list. So the guys, so I have reception teams at the box. I don't just have coaches. And one of the things the reception team have to do is um, they have to work out who works where and how. Um, and then because that's where if you work in an office, we'll, in, we'll ask you to invite you guys in and come and do a session. If you're a nurse, we want to get other nurses in. And that's how we're going to um, work from grassroots up. Wow. So that's um, so my, my teams have lists of who works as a physio, who works as a nurse, who works as a doctor, that kind of stuff. I don't have that information on me. I know the physios are seven in Bordeaux. In Paris, I don't know. I'd have to speak to the team, but they have that information. Because great. there are some estimations. You know, you have 14,500 boxes. Yeah. And let's say you just say there's two doctors in every box. Oh, no, we have more than that. Yeah. Paris, we've got 1,300 members, so... That's an army of doctors who know the truth. Yeah. And and they they believe what we're doing. Otherwise, they wouldn't be trained doing it for themselves, right? But when you go go see a cross-fitting doctor and you have type 2 diabetes, he says, hey, you need to cut back your sugar. When you see a non-cross-fitting doctor, it's more likely he's going to say you need to lose 10 pounds. Well, huge difference. Yeah, totally. You know... um, uh, how how to do it? Uh, the the cobbler is often the less well healed, right? You go to a doctor and you know, this guy's gonna this guy's gonna give me advice on my health. Holy shit! You know, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, you gotta be you gotta be right. my age and you you look ten years older. One of, than me, that's man. one of the most you common know? things we hear from it's, doctors uh, yeah. of why of why yeah. they got into CrossFit or why they decided to get into shape. Yeah, you're in your temporary location mm-hmm. and running out of money. And you're running out of money. And what what was your rent at the temporary location? Um, it wasn't much because it was so small. It was like six thousand a month. And you started with 150 members. Uh, yeah, it took us about. Which is crazy. It took us about ten days to sign up the 150. Wow. Okay. Uh, because we called all 450. And you weren't charging very much at the um, time. Uh, no, because we weren't giving that many classes. So we're doing we're doing on ramps. So we had six on ramp sessions, and we're giving we we sprinkled in a couple of classes. And then as we got more members through the on ramps, we'd increase the number of classes. So we were charging um, the the initial membership was ninety euros a month. But while we're in that location, which we knew was a temporary location, we were only going to charge them half a, a membership because I didn't feel proud of the service. And we're the giving. space was tiny. Yeah, and we had we had literally we had one changing room with one shower. 
and um, so it would take turns after a class. Okay, who's first, ladies or guys? Who needs to? Who's in a rush? And the girls say, "Oh, I've got a." Okay, the girls go first, and the guys would wait out in the jocks, and then they would swap over, and the guys would go in, and and it created a really good environment, right? Um, you know, it's like it's like being a boarding school sort of thing. Right. And then downstairs, in the downstairs space, was the 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 the, the reception team with a small bar. So we'd make coffee, and we'd have a chat, and we had a few magazines, and we had a a, a room for a TV screen, and we're playing CrossFit videos, and so people would come in off screen, oh wow. This place is radical, and we had a we had a rope that was because the, the the first floor wasn't quite as big as the ground floor, and we so we had like a, a an atrium, and we had a rope down, and so when there was a workout on, sometimes you have guys climbing, and you got reception here, and, you, and so it was it was just it was just like a madhouse, and um, it was super fun. But we had issues with the neighbors, uh, huge issues. There was a a retired major on the sixth floor of this building, and I I didn't think the vibration could go six floors. But in these old buildings that had steel structures, the vibrations did go up. And this guy, he knew the local mayor, who then called the head of the police force, who sent in uh, detectives. They were like fucking Starsky and Hutch. They kicked the door in. They drew their, their guns. Are you like, kidding no, me? No, no, no. It was fucking stupid. And um, <sighs> these guys are, okay, Starsky, you know, where's, know. where's, where's I, the responsible? Where's, and I wasn't there. I was, I was actually You are him. old, by the way, using a Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. That's great. Uh, oh, no, that was <laughs> professional. So, um, Have and you seen the new one? Starsky and Hutch? The new one? No. Oh, you got to go see the new one. There's a new one? It's a movie? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, really, didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, the uh, which one was that? There, I'll I'll, I'll pull you, it up. Sure, okay, please, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, and these guys, li- they literally just kick the door and saying, "You guys, um, <coughs> you're you're ruining the building. You're destroying the neighborhood. Uh, what the fuck are you doing?" I said, "Listen, man, I've <laughs> signed the lease. I had to go to the police station. I wasn't there when the guys kicked the door in. It was my ex who was there, and it was, it was part of the stress as well. Was all this? We didn't know." I was running out of money, the location. We only had it for six months, so I was spending a lot of time looking for a new location. And it's like, oh, my God, you know, we've done all this, and we're going to go back to square one. I'll have no job. We'll have no money. We'll have no box. We'll have no community. We'll have nothing. And uh, so that was part of the stress. And then the police came in, kicked the door in. I had to go down to the police station. I said, dude, we're not doing any harm. No. The mayor called me. You guys are fuckers. You, you know, he's told me we've got to put some pressure on you. And I, was gonna say, I said, well, what law am I breaking? I'm paying a rent. Said you're 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 destroying the building. Uh, what you know? It's like we're, we're doing like you know, when you kick off a new box and all your members are sedentary non-crossfitters, you're doing deadlifts at 40 kgs, right? It's right. Like, so we added some more mats and all this kind of stuff. But the 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 architecture in in Paris is is several hundred years old, and the building was vibrating, so we had to move. And then we found another temporary location, which was literally over the road, and it was a shop front. It was on Place des Victoires. I don't know if you can find. Can you find Place des Victoires? It's just place of the victories in Paris, and it is stunning. It is beautiful. This is a test for you, Eric. This is it, man. <laughs> I love your I love your socks and your shorts, by the way. It's now, now, now <laughs> he's working all the crowd. Right, he's working right, the I'm crowd. working. So, um, and we moved to Place des Victoires which was, again, a temporary location, and we had a one-year li- one lease on this place. So it was no longer 90 square meters or 900 square feet. It was now like 300, 300 square meters or 3,000 square feet. So we went from, in the six months, we finished the six months, and we were at nearly 400 members. Oh, so um, you made it, with, made it in that building without leaving? For the six months, yeah. But it was, I was down the police station. Regularly. Uh, yeah, or police central, whatever you call it, uh, uh, weekly. Uh, and even running out in the street, so our guys running the street in the middle of Paris, um, we'd get uh, all the local shops sign a petition to get rid of us. They were saying that it was wow. antisocial, that it was dangerous, that uh, I was like, fuck, you guys smoke in the street, you're kidding yourselves, you know, right. slowly. Antisocial. And we're, we're, we're getting people to run and be healthy and do fucking burpees, and you're busting my nuts, you know? Right. 
So I had all the local shop owners on my back. Um, I was saying, you guys should be happy. We're drawing, we're drawing 400 people to the neighborhood. You know, your 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 coffee shop. Fuck, how many coffees do you sell a day? Because they're coming before, after. Right, I right. Stop busting my nuts. So we had all these conversations: the local police, the neighbors, the shops. It was it was it wasn't easy to operate, and it was very stressful. And we moved to Place de Victoire. I don't know how Eric's going. No, no. Do you want me to write it for you? Okay, I can write it for you. And because this place is beautiful, this is this is this is the bomb. And it's Plaza de Victoire. Plaza de Victoire, and it's in Paris. You go, I have a butcher that, mate. Okay. Plaza de Victoire. And uh, so we moved over to this new location, and we moved from uh, we moved up to in that location 660 members. Uh, Holy shit! Wait, and that was that was good. That was very good. And we were still. How did you do that? What? 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 what how long were you there? Uh, a year. You put on. A, you went from 400 to yeah. six. 50 660 yeah year. yeah we added we added about 220 in a year we could have added more if if we'd had more space but i was like i was like and are you excited now is this taking stress off of you um I, we'd already separated with my missus at the time so this was 2012 now so now you have even more stress yeah and it was a bad time um I wasn't I wasn't at home much when I was at home I was just I was constantly thinking about the box I was constantly th there I was working 7 days a week um, right. I was also doing uh, stuff uh, to help promote uh, CrossFit throughout France we were, we were we were traveling with Reebok Here we go this is oh this is Place de Victoire this was our rig Had you started translating L1s yet No oh there's if you have a look at that photo that's the it's beautiful it's stunning Yeah that is um, beautiful That is that is oh it's uh, that looks like Scotland that's pleasant. It's, it's beautiful. Um, and this, this monument is, I mean, so this was our box here. This was it here. So we had ground floor, minus one, and the, and the, and the first floor. And um, so, Daniel, in, in a nutshell, tell me, how did you put on those 250? Is it word of mouth, great coaching? Did you do some sort of advertising? Where did those extra uh, a lot of A lot of techniques. So, so there's it, the... It was the CrossFit Games uh, that got them? The, the box is on that corner there. No, it was... Um, you take the passion for CrossFit and you add processes that you would in a normal business. So, um, for example, I mean, anybody who doesn't have a guest register at the entrance to their box is losing huge potential. A guest register is simply a sheet of paper where you've got a column for name, uh, telephone number, postcode, uh, and the time they, they, they come in. And uh, Tyson comes in and says, hey, you know, I saw you guys running outside. Okay, cool. What's your name? Tyson. Hi, I'm Daniel. Nice to meet you. Is this your first yeah. time in? Yeah, it's my first time. If you don't mind, you know, this is this is a, a private facility. If you don't mind, can you just stick your details down there? That's great. Thank you very much. Boom. And if he decides to join or do a trial session, that's great. We've got an appointment for him. And if he doesn't, well, at least I've got his name and number. And I'll call him back in two days and say, hey, Tyson, man, you know, thank you for your time two days ago. Um, I know you had to talk to the missus. Uh, she's the one, you know, holding the, holding the reins and stuff. Um, how about I invite you and your missus in? And so it was just... Simple. Yeah, boy, Damn, you figured out. You figured out Tyson quick. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, so basically, it's it's about um, making sure that your net is cast wide enough. So, what we spoke earlier about the honeypot is my honeypot only for twenty-five-year-old dudes that are taking their shirt off and looking buff and doing heavy weight and all this kind of stuff. And so you're scaring away a lot of the women, right? And you're you're scaring away the older people and all this kind of stuff. So how can you make your honeypot something that's going to attract? A and even the other guys. I recently met uh, this lady in Arizona, and she was like, "Oh, you do CrossFit?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "Well, I really want to do it, but my my boyfriend um, does. He's really he gets really intimidated by really big buff dudes." And she yeah. showed me a picture of him, and he was like really big and buff. Yeah. So oh, he always wants to be the biggest, strongest guy at his gym, and he's scared of CrossFit. I was like, wow, that's yeah. – hmm. 
But so, so how can you? So what are the barriers to to uh, potential athletes and members? The loads. I don't know if I can fit it in my schedule. I don't know if this is for me. It might be too intense. I'm scared. I'm scared. Oh my god! It's within groups. People will be watching me. I'll be right. uncomfortable. So how can you take those barriers away? I don't know um, how to do that stuff. Yeah. You invite them in. No, 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 no questions asked. Just come in. Just come in and do it. And and I won't charge you anything. Or we do um we do a comfort guarantee, which I would recommend as well for any any box owner. Comfort guarantee. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, Savan, uh, you're afraid that you're going to be the weakest in the group. Um, you're afraid that you know you're going to look bad. Uh, you're afraid of being coached with in front of other people. Um, you don't know if your uh, your droopy bollocks will handle the kettlebell swing. He's uh, figured me out too. You, <laughs> he knows you and me. So, Savan, uh, listen. Let's get you started because you know you want to lose weight. You know you want to be able to play with your kids. You know you want to you know you want to be the man about the house. You want to go and skiing in the winter. You want to surf in the summer. Okay, no problem. Um, so you, you know why you want to do this, but you want to think about it. I can understand that. Let's sign you up for the six on-ramp sessions. Do the six. Your your obligation is to do the six sessions. And then after that, if you don't want to continue, we take this, we tear it up, no questions asked. Comfort guarantee. Comfort guarantee. And I've never torn up one. Mon money back? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, we'll, we'll, we'll reimburse you for reimburse your on-ramp. And so worst case scenario, Savan, You've had six coaching sessions for free, and you've learned a fuckload about CrossFit right. and your level of fitness. Yeah. And it works. And you can do that because, you know, you know, once they step in and, and shake hands with all these strangers and, and they, they realize Within the first amazing. session, you've yeah. got the girl at reception who knows your name, and she's offering you a coffee. And then you've got the coach who comes up, and, hey, man, you know, I'm Jason. Nice to meet you. Um, so this is your first session. Okay, uh, tell me a little about yourself. You know, what, yeah. what activity are you doing? Okay, cool. Yeah, no worries. At the end of the session, how did you find that? Are you okay? Yeah. No. <laughs> Listen, if, and it, you know, Greg says it, right? You know, um, that some people just won't take to CrossFit, right? Um, but in general, I find that those are the guys who won't even do six sessions with no, there's no commitment, right? You sign everything, and if you if you decide to continue afterwards, that's fine. Then we'll, we'll debit you next month, and that's fine. And that's um, not the client you would want anyways. No, the guy, right. the guy who, after I've given you that sort of out, you've got you to you um, weigh out after six sessions, right? Um, if you really want it. The guy who still says no, well, okay, fine. I've know. never done a workout and been go like, go at and, the, at the go end. Go and do body pump, and, you know. Right. I've never done a workout and at the end been like, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. You wish you weren't going to do it when you're looking at the board. Yeah. Always yeah. afterwards, it's like, oh, oh yeah. Yes. yes. Exactly. Exactly. So so there are certain techniques that... Uh, so you know processes. if you can get them in there moving six times and you believe in your coaches. Yeah. yeah. And also another thing is that in, in, in the fitness industry, so I'm taking this from the stats that I knew when I worked in it, is that um, the most crucial period of the first six weeks so if you can book these guys in for six sessions over three weeks, so two sessions a week or three sessions a week over two weeks, you're getting them in the habit, right? They're using your product. So interesting statistics. 13% of people who buy a membership in, the, in a fitness club, they never come for a workout. Not one. They buy a membership, they take the membership card, and they never come. It's in their wallet, and they're, they're feeling not guilty. They're saying, hey, man, I can, I can drink a beer. I've just joined. Wow, you know, that's a great fitness program. 13%. 13% right? you just, that's 13%, really true? Yeah, 13%. And then there's another 13%, exactly 13%, that come for just one workout. And then either they're so fucking bored, or they're in such pain, they've got such bad doms, 
um, that uh, they don't come back or they're intimidated or they didn't enjoy it or they thought they were going to get coached and they didn't get coached. So you've actually got 26% of people that will buy a membership mm. in, in commercial gyms that don't use it. So by doing an on-ramp uh, program with your new members, you're giving them that habit of using and, and, and consuming CrossFit. What percentage hey, I, of the members don't use your the membership at CrossFit Louvre? Oof, uh, not many. Not many. We've got a very... Less than 5%? Uh, we've got 1,300 members. So if you're not going to use it in Paris, if you're not going to use it, we do a, a freeze. Um, so if you're going traveling or, you know, you've, I don't know, um, your your office is moving and uh, you've... So you don't have any members freeze. that don't use it? Um, we have... Because we have, if you don't use it in a freeze, that's kind of a wash. We have 8% on freeze at the moment. But that... but But... I don't count those as not using. Some people, I count those some as, people fall off the wagon, but we'll call them. Right. No. 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 Um, no. Golds is gonna um, freeze my membership because I'm right. No Globo Gym is freezing my memberships because I'm going on vacation. Right. I. I don't know. Okay. I just think it's fair. If you're not using it, we're not coaching you. Why should we take full full dues? Um, but if you freeze, you're not using it, right? So right. if you're freezing the month of January, you're not going to say, oh, well, actually, I'm here for the first 15 days, not here for the last. Well, fair's fair, you know. Um, here's what, here's what I'm saying. That business model those t- that business model depends on those 26% not to show up. Yeah, oh, the, the, the global, yeah. yeah, totally. But if you're freezing their money, that doesn't mean you're not depending oh, on them. And those figures are even worse on low cost, by the way, because people are just, so like 20 bucks, you're paying 20 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why why drop out for 20 bucks? It's, it's not even worth the hassle of going in and dropping out and filling out the form. Right. 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 So they they live off the fact that they're going to sign up 6,000 people for a small space and only have 1,000 that train. Daniel, I got a question. Do you um do you introduce nutrition in yeah. in the on-ramp? Yeah. Okay, I'm so happy to hear that. Session 2. I was listening to you. Oh, that's awesome. Session 2. Cuz you cuz you I I have a I have a uh just major issue and we get into it from time to time um i don't see affiliates the the the, the foundation of the crossfit program has always been nutrition well, the, and always there's there a lot on the email of the day and uh on the app about uh affiliates not using the nutrition recently oh, it's um it, it, it drives me insane because i just don't see it very often and, and what's what's sad is it is it is the foundation of the program always has been it's nothing not yep. new um and, and you said something that's really important and I totally agree with, and that's that the first you know month, first six weeks are the most important Get the, habit. The, the most important time for a member, for an individual. Mm-hmm. But when you're looking at it from yep. like a gym owner's perspective, that is your window. Yep. And if you don't take full advantage of that window, yep. you're, not only, you're not only hurting potentially um, like your, your own, your, like your, you might you, you might not be like grabbing hold of a member that's going to be a lifelong me- member, mm. right? Um, and you're robbing them of results. But the uh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And and, w- and w- in, in that second course, what do you say to them? Or Tyson, what do you suggest? What is the, well, what know, do like, you say like, to new members like, about like, nutrition? Like, what is like the Gary Roberts? We, we've had we brought yeah. Gary Gary up here, and and we've seen that guy completely change his life yeah. like he is physically well he's changed in every single way but like physically he just melted right. right but do you remember what happened that very first month you put him on nutrition program yeah they're like we're like hey you're you're gonna you're gonna train with us five mm-hmm. days a week we work out at noon here at the office mm-hmm. you're gonna you're training with us and i helped him with his nutrition on day one yeah and that first month eric how much weight did he lose 22 pounds Probably. 
He lost twenty two pounds yeah. in his in the in the in the the first month. And what does that do for him and his confidence? Then he's, then he's right? in it, right? Yeah. He's like, he believes you. Uh, Daniel, Re- uh, there, I think this. Daniel calls that um, results. Yes, it is. It's just results. And so um, what we do on the, the, the on-ramps, and actually I got all this from Austin. Um, Maliolo? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was lucky when I, I, I contacted him when I uh, was about to open the box, and I just said to him, listen, I hear you've got a, a fucking awesome place out at Reebok CrossFit 1. Can I come out for 15 days? 15. Yeah, oh, I went out for, awesome. I think it was two weeks, yeah. It's Holy like, shit. Oh, it's like, oh, it's like uh, actually at the box, it's for like nine days or something. Okay. And this was ahead of you opening yours? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. And I, I just shadowed him. And uh, uh, I just I watched him coach 50 people, and I was like, holy shit. I thought CrossFit was a 1 to 10 ratio. And this dude. You mean by himself? Yeah. And this dude was better at 50 than I was at 10. And that was like, then I realized that the glass ceiling, I had to blow that away, and I had to go and learn a truckload of stuff. And... Um, and he, they did an on-ramp uh, program that was six sessions long. And I basically just, uh, man, steal from the best and, and try and make it even better, right? And yeah. um, so I took that program and um, session number two was nutrition. And it's level one nutrition. Awesome. And it's avoiding becoming too technical because otherwise you lose the people and it's too long. They want to move a bit. You know, you've only got an hour. So we talk about this. We talk about um, uh, blocks. We talk about macros and getting a balance of macros. Um, We talk about uh, insulin resistance um, and uh, the uh, the, the deadly quartet and how you can avoid that. So the deadly quartet. Yeah, the, the diseases, man, that all come from being related to uh, overconsumption of um, what we call glucid or carbohydrates, right? In particular, refined carbohydrates. What do you call them in France? Um, glucid? Glucid. Glucid. Glucid is carbohydrates, yeah. And fats are lipid and proteins are protein. So, um, so we, we, it didn't exist in, in French, so we translated everything. Um, I actually sent that to, I think it was to EC, and they, they kind of binned it and said, uh, no, okay forget your translation we'll get to it one day and they did eventually and um so we we translated what austin was doing on the on-ramps and um the the nutrition was number two number one was what is crossfit right number one was what is crossfit and and you know what are you going to be doing what is crossfit get them sweating a little bit they come back here's nutrition get them sweating a little bit and Uh, and just a quick quick, simple because the most important thing for me about this you were lucky because you could actually hand walk him through his nutrition and his training a lot of these guys they have to you can't undo in one hour of training the shit you do in 23 hours right right so it was just basically getting that message across and saying tweak small details if you're taking two sugars with your coffee today take one and then in a week's time take half a sugar and you'll develop the taste to you know uh, take you know drop the sugar if you're drinking coke don't drink coke man drink fizzy water and, and enjoy it you know and it was just like and if you're drinking a liter and a half of coke Try not drinking Coke before 4 p.m. and then only drink a Coke between 4 and 4.30 and make it a special treat and drink only one can as opposed to drinking three in a day. So it was all just uh, simple. It was asking, you know, what would be the one thing you'd need to change? What would be the one thing you need? Okay, start it now. And that was the sort of sort of message. That's great. Yeah. It's about compliance. Because it's something, right? Like, uh, yeah. I like what you're saying. That what, Sadly, um, I, I just think there's, there's a lot of people out there who have – they're kind of missing that still. If, I'd, I'd love, I'd love to see. But if you go to affiliates, just provide something. If you go too far too quickly with all the information and oh, going yeah. into zone, oh, and yeah. you're going into block prescription, and you know you got to you got to weigh yourself, and you know what's your 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 uh, adipose, uh, your 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 fat percentage, and what's going on. Oh, like, yeah. oh shit, you know the guys, the guys are lost. That's what, oh yeah, pff, not for me. Yep. So it's just keeping it as simple yeah, don't and saying if you want more, if you want to go to become an elite 
competitor. If you full, want to go full hog, I think is the term. Come and come and sit with us, man, and we'll we'll dedicate the time you need. And um, so we try and keep it simple. But we do six sessions. I would like to do twelve because there's so many movements and there's so much to to give. But um, it's not practical. People want to get going, right? So they want to get into the workouts. They want to get into you know. I'm just saying, well, let's not throw you head first, right? Let's let's take you through the six sessions and that kind of stuff. So you have 1,300 members in one location, or in Paris and in Bordeaux, we have 700, and we have 50 kids on the kids program. Oh my wow, goodness, that is awesome. amazing! Yeah. You moved to your second location in Victory Palace. Yeah, Palace. Place de Victoire. Yep. Yeah, that's what I said. And um, you 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 go up to 6:30 there. 6:60. 6:60 there. Yeah. I apologize for oh. those 30 that I cut off. And During what happens year? there that okay. year? So Why don't you stay there with during, all that success? Uh, because it was a temporary location. We'd only signed a one-year lease. We had problems with the neighbors again uh, because they were the neighbors from over the street, and the other neighbor had already told them that we were a bunch of assholes um, and that we were wrecking uh, the French architecture um, and that we weren't any good for the neighborhood. Um, Are people racist towards you there because uh, you're Brit? Oh no 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 oh. no 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 no. Um, okay. How can you how can you not like the Brits? Right. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that no, maybe yeah, you guys yeah, had, no, we get, a, we get like, a lot, had a little yeah, hamburger hot, hot, yeah, yeah. Hamburger it's all, hot dog it's all, beef. It's all friendly stuff, right? It it's is? like okay. it's like you guys were the Canadians, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and um, so yeah, we're 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 running out of time, and we find this location, which is like 600 meters down the road. It's on Avenue de l'Opéra. And it's just so atypical. I was hoping for like a rectangle, you know, high ceilings, <laughs> concrete floors, <laughs> it's fucking all. a and giant shoebox. And it's a friggin' U-shaped thing with corridors and a spiral staircase. And you've got three meters thirty headspace most of the most of the place, and then you've got one part where it's double height, so you've got six meters for one pair of rings. And I'm going, shit, how can we operate this? And I'm going, we can operate this. Why? Because we don't have a choice. If we don't move there, we're closing the box, and that's done and dusted. So there was all this pressure at the time. I uh, split with the missus. She'd gone back down to Bordeaux with my son, so I was going down every weekend to see my son. How far is that? Um, 600 and something kilometers. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah. yeah. That's a haul. So I was How would you do weekend. that? Would you fly or drive? Um, I, was, uh, I didn't have a car at the time. I'd had to get, get rid of the car in order to open the box. And um, so I was taking the train. And um, so, yeah, it was, the, the weeks were long. I didn't have much much time. And then I had some health issues at the time as well. Um, we'd started translating the gigs as well. So uh, EC had been instrumental. EC Sinoski had been instrumental in getting translators on. Um, I told her about my experience at the L1, that the three other coaches that were with me were far better coaches than me, and they didn't pass the L1, and I did. And that the handbrake to developing CrossFit in France was the language barrier. And so we were. she'd, she'd managed to get an okay to have a translator just you would say a sentence and the translator would say it in French and, and that's how it What went. year was that? 2012. So in 2012, because you were harassing EC, the tr basically the CrossFit training team, they finally said, okay, cool, we're going to do an L1 there. Can you translate for us? I wouldn't say it's because I was harassing them. It's because it was just, uh, it was obvious. Yeah. It, it was just need someone, someone needed to point it out. Okay. And then it was obvious to them. And there was, there was, and where was, it, and where was that first one? Uh, first one was in Montpellier. And, and it was, and who are the trainers? The, oh, the trainers on that would have been Carl, and I don't know who the other trainers are. Okay. But the translator was a good friend of mine called Rafael Laco, who is now a seminar staff. He's our one, our one seminar staff. And yourself? And nope, I didn't do the first one. Okay. Um, because that wasn't my city. My city was Paris. Okay. Did you um, go to it? Nope. Okay. No, nope, I was with my son. And it went very well. And then we did, then after that, we did like three in Paris in, 
it's like one a month for three months and at that time it was like huge right getting getting euro crew in, which obviously became the euro crew getting seminar stuff into paris like whoa and they sold out in 24 hours man you were f filling the gigs 40 spots in 24 hours um because everyone now knew that it was being translated so we were translating these and and uh, uh, we got pretty good at it. Um, EC actually asked me if I wanted to intern at the time um, to go on staff, and it just wasn't the right time. I, I mean, I have so much respect for the guys wearing the, the red shirts um, that I knew that if I couldn't dedicate every weekend to that and, and to my learning in order to, to be worthy of wearing that shirt, I shouldn't do it. Did you do, was that first L1 in Paris at your box? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you already say that? Uh, no. Oh, good. My, my wife was listening to a show and she's like, hey man, you asked someone what they said when they'd already said it. I was like, you had a blank. Fuck, I hate that. Now she got me all paranoid and shit. Okay. No, 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 you're good. Good, you're all right. Good. So, um, she yeah. nitpicks my shit. She's right, man. Yeah. It keeps you honest. Yeah, right? yeah, it keeps yeah, you straight. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd, I'd love to meet her because, yeah, obviously she's the boss, right? Yes, yeah. definitely. She wears the pants. <laughs> No. <laughs> Are you shaking your head, Savan, off camera? She, <laughs> she definitely there. doesn't wear okay. the pants. I wear the fucking pants. I wear both pairs of pants. Okay. Yeah, so the, the, the Euro crew started coming over, and we started... To, so the, the manuals and the evaluations, the tests, were still in English. So they were still, like, we kind of lowered the handbrake. The wheels, you know, the wheels weren't just spinning. We're now moving forward a bit. And you translated the one at your gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did. I'm I just kind of fascinated it. by that. I'm I like, don't, that's I don't just know. crazy to think. How do you translate something that takes a whole weekend and yet have it said twice, once in French and once in English? I'm just the, like, I mean, it can't get, doesn't I make gotta, sense. No, the seminar stuff, they're on the money. These guys, these guys are, for me, they're the best trainers on the planet. Uh, no questions asked. The flow masters who ran those gigs... Um, they run a tight ship. Uh, uh, we had Carl. We've had uh, Jobs. We've had uh, Steve Haydock. Um, Did they work Matt, out at Matt lunch? Evans. Davs oh yeah, yeah. Saturday, Saturday lunchtime. Isn't Sunday that lunchtime awesome? Is watching that workout. Oh, <laughs> and it was, it was. I mean, at the time, to be honest, you know, when you open a box, you think you're going to be training all the time. You, it's the you, it's the worst period in your life for training is when you right. open your box, right? right? That first year or year and a half is really sucks. So I was possibly in the worst shape I'd been in a long time. And uh, with the stress and the marital issues, and then I had some health issues, and and every Saturday and Sunday I'm translating gigs, and I'm working out next to dudes who are doing the fucking regionals, and, you know. In and, 2007, when I was basically all I did full time was film L1s. Yeah. I can't. I, I was so excited every lunch break to yeah. watch the seminar staff work out. To watch it? You should have been doing it, dude. No, I just watched it and filmed it. You'd, you'd fill that vest even more now. <laughs> if you'd, if you'd. I'd be wearing, I'd be really <laughs> filling out this large. Okay, yeah. so that's why you know so much about CrossFit because you've translated how many L1s? Uh, somewhere, I mean, at least 40. Yeah, and that's then... insane. So you've heard the L1 given for and then, and then sermon yeah. given 40 and times and then repeated it in French. And L2s and translated weightlifting, gymnastics, uh, kids. Um, so you, you, you get a lot of information, a lot of, there's so much a wealth of information out there. So if and everyone died on the planet who did CrossFit except you, you could keep the kernel going. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Yes, I mean, you could. It would be, yes, it would be, you could. This is, this no, is it, one it, of the reasons why I was telling you this guy, everybody loves this guy. It, I mean, it, he's had his hands, you've been busy. My fingers are in many pies. That's amazing. Yeah, all, all good cool. warm, warm pies. No, That's good. Those are the best ones. Yeah. So... You make that, lo is that the location you're in today? No. Oh. Oh, the, the Avenue de l'Opéra one? Yes. The U, the U shape. Yeah, yeah, it's the one we're in today. And so we grew that 
we grew that from uh, uh, the 660 up to 1,300, and, and we stay at 1,300. There's a waiting list at the box. And do you have everyone in your gym from politicians to doctors to janitors to school teachers to kids yeah, to actors, porn stars, gay porn stars, heteros porn stars? Do you have fat people? Yep. A lot of them? Quite a few, yeah. But not as many as you'd like? Not as many as I'd like. What you're saying is the shortcoming all over cr the CrossFit ecosystem is even greater outside of the U.S. than it is yeah. in the U.S. because you're just a little bit behind us in terms of the, getting the correct messaging out of what the, CrossFit is supposed to be used for. I have for. to be in shape in order to do CrossFit. It's still very much uh, um, alive in, in, in France, yeah. As opposed to, I need to do CrossFit because I'm not in shape. Do you have, have you ever started off, would you take someone who's non-ambulatory? Let's say I come in in my wheelchair, can I work yeah. out in your gym? Yeah. And if I'm missing my leg, can I work out in your gym? Yeah. And if I'm 85, can I work out in your gym? Yep. What if I'm 85 and I used to be a man and now I'm a woman? It's fine too. We just have to work out which changing room you're going to. Awesome. Awesome. What do they do with that in France? Is it like here? They, they just gave it up, so they just put man and woman on, on everything? No. Uh, I think if you, if, you're, if you don't have the meat and two veg, you go into the ladies. Oh. Yeah. That's a great way to do it. I mean, if you got, if you got, if you can hoist even the flag, if you're claiming you're a woman, but you still gym, have, man. if yeah. you if you're claiming you're a woman, but you still have the cock and balls, you shouldn't be allowed in the woman's bathroom. I agree. Cock and balls. Yeah, yeah. that's what you meant by meat and veg, right? I so did indeed. You hoist the you, flag. <laughs> he did say that just now. I missed that. Damn, that's a good one. <laughs> Sorry, that was good. <laughs> I'm trying to move this along because I want to leave. Thirteen hundred <laughs> clients. <laughs> You opened, after two years, you opened the second gym, CrossFit. Um, Louvre 2, yeah. Uh, and that's in the city of? That's in Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Yeah. That's, that's the good city with by the water, by the beach, that you left like, it's a, like good, a dummy. Good it's wine. got the best wine yeah. on the planet. Yeah. Oh, I know that wine. Yeah. I can see the label. Um, I can see Chateau, the label. Chateau yeah. Lafitte is literally, Chateau Lafitte is like a five-minute drive from my place. And you have 700 members there. Yeah. Not enough. And at one, at one point, um, the translation is – how long does it take before they don't need you as a translator anymore, before they have seminar staff that can do it in English oh, they've got, and French? They've got two French seminar staff now. They've got a girl interning as well now, so they'll have three by the end of this year. And do they still have a translator? At yeah. The, they do? Okay. Yeah, because um, uh, otherwise you work those guys to death, right? Um, they'll be doing – if they're not doing the lectures, they'll be doing demo, and then they've got to go and do the breakout groups where they're doing the movements, and then they've got to teach snatch. And So if you want these guys to be fresh, you've got to give them a moment of, of respite. So by having a translator on, it means these guys get a, get a breather. And the translators are normally local translators. So there's no transport cost, hotel cost, that kind of stuff. So we've got an L2 down in Bordeaux in a couple of weeks. Denise and uh, Austin come down for the week. They do the coaches development course during that week and then they stay the weekend to do an L2 and I'll be translating. I live two minutes away, it costs them nothing. Wow. Yeah. And the L1 guide is now in French. It's in French. And, and what year did that happen? Um, the first one happened, uh, well, it was translated in 2012 by box owners who were just fed up right. by not having anything in French. Right. It wasn't an official translation, so it was approximative. Now it's been translated, it's on like its fourth version and there's a really good translation company here in the States that is uh, accredited with uh, ANSI accredited um, and they're, they're very good I've got to admit they're, they're, they're super good there was a moment where we had Canadians translating it no offense Matt DeBrock I know you're out there buddy um, 
thanks for your Canadian translation, but it was... It's it was, not real French. Well, it's like, it's like as if we had something translated by Americans, and I'm English, and I'm saying, no, night takes G-H-T, not I-T-E, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, you know, and we, we talk about meat and two veg, not ball and... I don't know what you said. Cag and balls. So there was a there was a lot of local Canadian stuff in it, and it wasn't it didn't it didn't really speak to the the, the French community so much. So that's, that's a tough been, thing to get right, by the way. Yeah, it is very tough. Very we're, tough. We've been dealing with that with our film. Yeah. yeah uh, the, to the, get the, the translation. Yeah. You know, we speak our own language, and it it means that it's hard. The translation is not always. Yeah, and the the, the vocabulary that's just. It's it's owned by CrossFit. The, right. the, it's, it's not something that a translation agency will have any yeah. habit of, of translating. So um, that's not so easy for them. But they've done a really good job. So now you've got a translator translating word for word what what he'll say, and you've got the manual that you can read beforehand in French, and you've got the evaluation. You can choose your language version. So you if you you could be anywhere in the world, and you can take the evaluation in French if you want. You can take it in. You can take it in uh, Italian, Spanish. Um, I mean, any any language version. So it's um, and it is without doubt, it's an eye opener. The L one is uh, if you're whether you're in the fitness industry or not, it's an absolute eye opener, and it's a great weekend. So the the handbrake was taken off, and we went from having 2012. There were nine boxes in France, and they're now nearly 500. Um, so the handbrakes come off. It's unbelievable. Is the growth? Has it slowed down at all? No. It's still, two, it's in a steep ascendancy. 2017 there. was two boxes a week on average. 2018 is two boxes a week on average. Wow. Yeah, you even said, because they hosted the affiliate gathering, mm. and you had 400 and... There were, there were 388 three, three. boxes at the time. Yeah. 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 And, and how many boxes showed up to the gathering? Um, less than 200. Okay, that's great. Yeah. I mean, that's well, great. Uh, 400 would have been better, right? Or 380 would have been better, but... Oh, I mean, it's... You know, I, I, to be honest... I only gave them six weeks' notice for the invitation. It's a big country. Um, to have half the affiliates show up is incredible. And um, and then I did a lot of lobbying. So all the box owners that I was knowing, I was giving them calls, sending them emails or Facebook messages and that kind of stuff. And what's what's next for you in terms of your business, business-wise? Oh, a third box is coming. It is. Yeah, in Paris. Uh, we also run a, a competition in France, which is very successful. Um, and we have a lot of fun with that. Uh, and that's just again it's like a big party what's that called hey, the French throwdown right yeah, yeah it's interesting how much um, uh, CrossFit HQ support you get for that I think it's yep. the only non non games CrossFit yep. games affiliated event you kind of that they, they gets um, love from HQ is that true uh, they, Dave, not that not that we diss the other ones, no, but 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 we ignore, but we do, but we sort of we don't acknowledge we, them for for, you know, for branding and I, trademark and safety and no, health we, reasons we, and we we respect uh, the the um, IP theft law. Uh, I mean, there's no way it's going to be said to be a CrossFit competition or anything like that. It's just it's a, a fitness festival. It's a fitness throwdown. Um, but it's just it's just the community comes together and and it's amazing because the box owners they'll come up for a weekend even if they didn't take part in the qualifiers they'll come up and they'll party and they'll and we do a, an area where the affiliates can come in and drink a beer and I'll be there and we'll we'll, we'll drink a beer and we'll have a good time and um, we'll laugh and I mean sometimes we don't even we don't even yeah that's it that's it yeah and you got I mean we got great photographers we had uh, we had nearly four thousand spectators last year. What, um, what city is it in? In Paris. So you can see the, the spectators over there. And that's the, that's the stadium is um, Charlety. What time of year is it? It's in June. Um, 
and Rogue are, are one of our partners, and Rogue obviously have been have been supporting CrossFit since day one, right? And they're so good to us. The guys in Europe, um, Juha and the team, and we get some good good European athletes. Um, is it? It's just after regionals, right? Yeah, it's a few weeks after regionals, um, and it's a few weeks before the games. So we get we get some guys who qualify for the games, and they wanna they wanna have a run out for three days. Um, they wanna have something that might prepare them psychologically to take. You know, kind of hit the intensity. Yeah, and so this is this is Dave. Dave's calling, by the way, and I tried to FaceTime him in, but he refused. I'll try one more time. And, uh, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> let's see. You do that to make yourself seem cool. Time for that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't hear that, did you? <laughs> uh, was, you know, last year, you know, um, that was awesome. We can ask him, Dave. Do you, was, did you sanction this? Yeah, it was. It was Matt. Matt Bischel who said, "Listen, you know, Dave knows that the French throwdown is happening this weekend." And he said, "You know, if you want to send an image out that we'll share," and I was like, "Oh, oh my God!" You've said too much. <laughs> You're not just joking. Go on. I was like, I was like, oh my god! I said, oh, wow, that's 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 really good, and I um, but I think it's also because we we really want to we want to respect what's been done. We're not reinventing the wheel. Um, we're not trying to replace or create any sort of revolution. That revolution has been done, and we respect what's been. If 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 we're successful in any way as an affiliate owner or running uh, a challenge. It's because of what's been done by others before us, and I think you, you know you have to you have to um, yeah that was on the stadium. Um, let me let me ask you this. This is the last question I'm going to ask you. As in this new role as a liaison, yeah, as sort of what we what I was saying as sort of the ranger of the national force that's in the CrossFit, CrossFit national force that's in France. What type? Of interaction are you having with the other affiliates or what or what what can you do for them or how should they interact with you when should they come to you uh, anytime um, I'll speak to anywhere between 10 and 20 affiliates a day um, not not my design it's all incoming messages so you got stuff about IP theft about some guy using cross you should be using cross. you got guys who want to know about the L2 you know is it time for them to take the L2 or not uh, they can't find where to register or download the stuff for L3. Um, they want to know if you can share a photo of their party because they're celebrating their two-year anniversary. Uh, so you're a one-stop shop. Yeah, yeah. you're everyone. Yeah. You're the trashman, the CEO, and the you do it all and everything it was, in between. Yeah, it was originally meant to be like a two-hour-a-day gig, mm -hmm. um, and so we do social media, we run the legal stuff, and and liaison for all the legal stuff, seminars and training. So we need to fill the spots on that and get the word out what you know which seminars are coming um and all the affiliate liaison stuff so and we also handle you know affiliate uh, issues and yeah so um that was uh 7.2 crossfit in and and their, their their birthday party and this guy sent me the photos and they're saying well have you got anything in in in, in high definition because that one kind of sucks. <laughs> so um yeah so all that sort of stuff just and turn the sharpening structure way up <laughs> yeah and so it, it's it's um it needs to become a one-stop shop and we need more content in french uh so i'm trying we need more content in french yeah and <laughs> we do we will and we will and anyone who's listening hopefully we'll get this translated anyone who's listening who wants to submit or be a filmmaker or tell crossfit so stories they should Funnel him through. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Contact Daniel, and yeah. then he and I will talk, and we'll figure out. How and there are some good, good filmmakers yeah. out in France. So yeah. we've how? now got thirteen thousand followers on CrossFit France, and there were twelve thousand eight hundred and eighty French participants in the Open this year. Okay. So that's pretty. That's pretty true. That's pretty good. Um, this guy down at the bottom, the soldier. 
Is that, let me see, click on that. Yeah, that was the workout of the day. How is that taken in France? So that that's an American soldier? No. no. Um, no. He's Australian, I believe. How is it? How is that? How are hero wads taken? Uh, they're taken very well. They are. Yeah, and they they really speak to um, obviously you know in France there's a lot going on at the moment with terrorist attacks and France is very active um, still over Syria and also down in in uh, sub-Saharan Africa um, and uh, fighting a lot of a lot of battles at the moment and on the home front as well so. Um, recently, a policeman was was shot three times uh, to death by uh, by a, a, a terrorist. Um, in he, he substituted himself for um, uh, for hostage, and um, the, the terrorist killed the the, the policeman. And he this killed, happened in France. Yeah, it happened uh, uh, ten days ago. And so it, it, it's a very it's a very relevant subject at the moment about people laying down their lives um, to give us the, the freedom that we have today. And um, what they would like, though, is that maybe, I mean, I often get requests of, you know, can we do a hero workout for this guy? And it's very difficult to make it an international hero workout. Um, and so we'll sometimes do something that's French specific. Has there ever been? Um, nope. An international French have they, have hero workout? Have they submitted? Workout? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but it, it, I mean, it, we, we don't really know where to submit it correctly. It gets sent through, um, but who gonna, who gonna, okays those and I'm who gonna puts them into you to the guy that you yeah. need to send okay. those to? I don't I don't know what the rules also, are on that either, by the way. But the, these are the kind of these the, are the kind of issues we need to tackle. It's, as we, it's, is, can we dedicate something to this gentleman? Um, and what do we dedicate to this gentleman? Because then that needs to fit into also the programming. Uh, and, and you know, HQ programming is the best in the world by far. I mean, that's what we do at our two boxes. Um, that's another thing that's that Jason awesome. was saying. Um, we, we do it one month afterwards. So we have time to lesson plan it and build the general warm-up, specific warm-up, technical part, after party, all that kind of stuff. But we do HQ. And then obviously we fill the days that uh, rest days because, you know, we don't rest at the box, right? But, right. Um, God forbid. So I wouldn't. I, I don't want to play. I don't want to put any pressure on anybody. Um, but no, no, no. It, but it would, no, no, no. The, these, these are good. These are the, good. We're at, tackling at the big the moment, topics. You know, at the moment, um, uh, the Brits and the French are getting hit quite hard um, by by terrorist attacks, and it's not just soldiers going overseas. It's uh, just your your your, at your, home. Your, your everyday copper, right? Your everyday Bobby on the street. Um, hey, that's a hero if I've ever heard of one. I mean, I, I know you're not saying that the guy was a CrossFitter, but let's say he was to trade his, your body his daughter, for a hostage. His he daughter, has a daughter. His daughter was a member at one of the boxes, um, and um, yeah, he, he he had three children, and he he um, he said to the terrorists, "And take me, not her." Because uh, this lady was panicking and stuff, he let the lady go, took the took the policeman, and um, shot him in cold blood. Wow! Yeah. What happened to the guys? Oh, he's dead. The the terrorist guys. Yeah, he, they got he's him. dead. He wanted the release of um, uh, one of the terrorists from the November attacks. You know, the Stade de France when they blew up in mm -hmm. Paris and they shot the people in the in, in the the, um, the concert hall. And there's one guy that got caught, the one who ran away to Belgium, right? And he got shot as he ran out the house. I don't know <coughs> if you guys know this, man. So he's he's now in prison in France in a high high security prison. And this guy was asking for the release uh, of uh, that prisoner. And so obviously um, they sent in the GGN, which is like uh, SWAT. SWAT yeah. Yeah. And the answer was no, we don't negotiate with terrorists. And they, they, they shot him and he is where he deserves to be. Wow, that is intense. Wow. So hero workouts are very, uh, yeah, they're, they're important. They're important. And um, uh, I wish that we didn't have a need for them. Right. 
right? Yeah. yeah. Daniel Chaffee, uh, the ranger and liaison for the great country of France, CrossFit advocate, CrossFit pioneer, father, boyfriend, former stage model. No, no, I, oh. I, 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 I did have a, I did have a, I did have a period of, of, of uh, striptease, but that was, yeah. Many, many, many. Many, many, many moons ago. Young, dumb, and full of. Thank you very much. Um, how many times have you been to the States? I come at least twice a year. Okay. I lived in Colorado for two years when I was a teenager. Okay. Up in Breckenridge. Nice. So we so will. have a country I, I love. I, just a big country. Can you make this part of your tour circuit to come through these two doors yes i will i will um i want to bring my son because my son is crazy about crossfit okay great and i want to bring him to the he's only eight though so it's a bit small and uh, he would be the youngest person on the podcast possibly but he i mean he 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 he, he did the open man i know, saw well, that on your instagram dogs, you know? yeah um he's, he's is that is that legit cool. i saw you judging him is that okay to have your dad judge you I, Did you give him any dad reps? I no, I gave him some. I gave him some nasty no reps. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I think the video is only like the, I think it's the first round that we show on the video. But later on, he's struggling to get those pull ups. You know, he's he's pulling his twenty four kg body above the bar, and he's struggling. He's it's a kip- lot of man. He's kipping the ass out of himself and stuff, and uh, and then he goes and chalks up. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, shit, yeah, this is it. So good. Yeah, this is it. There's the boxing Bordeaux. So I got I got criticized for him lifting a, a load. So it's a five kg bar and you got one kg on each side, so he's lifting a seven kg bar. His his school bag weighs twice that. Oh that's awesome. So I so it's good because I can just oh, see Oh, but that's not you judging him. It is me. Oh, it is it's you. Me. Yeah, yeah. It's just I'm wearing some tight Reeboks. I was going to say, Jesus, could you get some tighter pants? Well, the, the, it's just, yeah, I've got, I got some, it's genetics, my glutes, man. You know, it's, um, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the pants' fault. It's your fault. Well, my goodness, there's meat and two veg. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, we call there's it, meat and one veg. Yeah, we call it, yeah, 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 exactly. We call it, we call it marketing. Um, yeah. Yeah, a picture speaks a thousand words, right? <laughs> so yeah, so that's my that's my little man, and um, he's a, he's a CrossFit absolute fanatic. And what I love about him is that every week he's going, oh yeah, you know, I got Elliot. He wants to come to CrossFit, and he's bringing his mates from school to CrossFit Kids. That's cool, just and, like um, his dad. Yeah, and there's the team. Oh, there's that's my ex uh, down there. Um, hey, it, it, and it's really cool that he gets yeah. to see a strong mama. Yeah, I think there's my ex there, and um, there's few things you can do better for your kid than let him see mama do CrossFit. Yeah, it's such a great thing for my kids to see. That's the team in that's the team in Bordeaux, uh, or part of the team. We got some more coaches, but that the, those are. The Who's the senior dude back there? Um, that's a guy who runs um, an association that fulfills dreams of uh, terminally ill children, and so we we run some events where we if you participate, you stick money in a pot, and we whatever you put in the pot, we will double it. So if the members give, so they gave on this case, I don't know, they gave 515 euros, and so we doubled it to 1,030. Wow. And so they managed to send a kid skiing um, who had uh, leukemia. Wow. That's and cool. it was uh, the first time they'd seen snow and that kind of stuff. So um, that's one of the, 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 one of the, the associations we, um, we support, yeah. That's cool. Mm. And that's a wrap, Eric. On that point, hey, can I, can I, uh, Oh, yeah, sorry. On behalf of Matt. Hey, Eric, yeah, on behalf of Matt, go ahead and land that plane, will you?